Hello, everybody. Welcome back to My Life Has Destiny podcast. We had a great show last night for those of you that was with us. We had an awesome show with T-Quest and DJ Il Nino. Um, They are going to be with us again when the new year comes in. We had so much fun with them last night. Um, Tonight, we are addressing Kings, where are you? We are addressing the man tonight. So tonight, what we wanted to do is basically speak life into the man, talk about the power of the man, and have men speak life into one another, and then we will speak life into them before the end of the show. So Praise God. We are going to address some misconceptions that have been thrown out about our men. And um, that's what we're going to do tonight. So, I mean, if you look at what's happening now, especially since this quote-unquote pandemic, the men have been labeled in ways that I don't like. Um, and, you know, instead of speaking life into them, you just keep labeling them as another statistic. And that's not what that how they're supposed to be. The relationships, whether it's with father and child, father, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it may may be, relationships are informal, families are informal. And I think that it largely has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of men um, do not get proper encouragement from who they with. A lot of men have been bashed and bogged down so long that they don't know how to pick themselves up. And tonight we're gonna change all that. That is what tonight is for. That is what tonight is about. And so far we got two of our guys on. We got some more coming in. I'm just gonna pop in because they're gonna have to come in just a little bit late, but that's okay. But we just want to address the guy for tonight. We it's all about y'all tonight. We wanna know, and I'm gonna go ahead and, and allow Quint. And Chandra to say something before you guys get started. And then I have the first question already. So, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I got the first question already. So, Quint, what do you have to say to the people tonight, ma'am? Well, welcome back to My Life Has Destiny podcast. I'm excited about tonight, um, especially dealing with men, because the enemy is always trying to tear the men down. If you can tear the man down, you can tear down the household. The man is the head of the household. So it's so important right now that we speak life into our men, that we encourage our men, that men be men, period, case closed. Um, Men be the provider, men be the husband. Men work towards being the man that God sees them as. So I'm excited about tonight, and I'm going to turn it over to Shonda. Oh my gosh, Quint basically said what I probably was going to say. I'm excited because um, it's not often you get to hear men talk um, in the form of them expressing, you know, themselves. So I'm glad that this is a platform where they, you know, they're allowed to show uh, their vulnerable side, if I may say. And I'm just I'm in, I'm in expectation because I want to see, you know, I'm ready to hear what they have to say. Right. So am I. So before we get started, Chandra, if you could, please do us the honors and pray us in. And then after she prays, you guys, we're going to go straight into it. Amen. 
Father, we just thank you. We give your name glory. We give your name honor. Father, you are so great. You're such a good, good father. Lord God, I thank you for another opportunity, Lord God, to gather in your name on tonight, God. Father, I, we, are in a, we are in expectation, Lord God, for you to give clarity, God, for you to bring answers, God, for you to remove the cloud and the fog, Lord God, in, in, the, in the areas of your men's lives, Lord God. Father, I thank you today. Tonight will be a night of deliverance. Tonight will be a night of liberation, Lord God, for your sons. Father, that tonight, Lord God, they will take their rightful positions in your kingdom, God, that they will take their rightful positions in Christ Jesus, God. So we give your name glory. We give your name honor. And we are in expectation because we know that you always show up, God. And you not only show up, God, but you show up with signs and wonders following, God. So we thank you for the testimonies that shall be birthed. For, that should be birthed on tonight, God, for visions that shall be birthed, God. We give your name glory. We give your name honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So my first question for you guys tonight, and it doesn't matter who, you know, who wants to go first, but the first question that I have is, as a man, what do you feel like it takes you to get up every day and go out your, and go out and be that man? Wow. Well, yeah. For me, um, first and foremost, um, you know, I have to put God first. Um, without Him, we are nothing. Uh, we have to lean on Him for strength. Um, for everything that we do. Um, and then I look at, you know, my family. Um, they've been my inspiration. Um, you know, the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So, you know, I have to, I have to use that as my motivation to get up, to go to work so that I can take care of my family. You know, that's that's it in a nutshell for me. Okay, I have to agree. Um, that, that one's almost in. We're coming from the same area. I I come from where God is, and um, you know, I try to listen to what God tells me when I get up. First of all, waking up, first thing on my mind is to thank Him, um, and prayerfully that there's nothing hindering that, nothing under attack, but. A lot of it is, and this is at where I'm at now. There have been many times in my life that I haven't been here. But to say that God is leading me as I lead those he's put in my care. And that's a hard thing to do because I am still a man. And, you know, things don't always go perfectly. And so, but you still have to respond godly out of that, that same situation. So that's that's where I look at it is that just waking up in the morning knowing that I'm praising God for what he's going to do, what he's already done, and where he has me now. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, Chris. I'm glad you were able to get in. Can you hear us? I think yeah, you're muted. Can you hear me? Yes. All yeah. right. So we already asked the first question of the night. The question was, 
as a man, what do you feel like it takes for you to go to get up every day and be that man? Uh, what I'm learning now, I just turned 37 a couple of days ago. What I'm learning that I didn't know back then was uh, peace. And that's something that I never protected because I didn't know what it meant to have it. So moving forward, wow. um, just having that peace with my wife, with my kids, and valuing it. And with that peace comes along with how you carry yourself with other people. I would accept things before that I won't accept now. I would let um, them either manipulate me or guilt me into doing stuff I didn't want to do because they want to hold me in this caricature that they put me in. Uh, but learning, like, hey, that's my piece. So I can respectfully decline and smile afterwards. So you can have your guilt. You can have your pressure. At the end of the day, I'm going to take my peace, my love, my family, and my wife. Yes. That's an awesome answer. All of y'all have given awesome answers tonight. Uh -huh. um, wow. Wow. So y'all, and so far, y'all see with the first question, right, the difference in the diversity of the answers, but it still ball, it still wraps back to all of them basically saying the same thing. Yes. They came from different personal views of what it takes for them to go out and be a man. Right? So um if Shandra and Quint don't have another question for y'all, I already got I'm gonna keep them coming. I already got them ready. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so my next question for you is when a person views you as a man what do you think they see wow that's a good question that's a good question <laughs> um antonio led off last time so i guess i'll jump in here is not to put the a person on the spot but uh but the the thing that i i really believe is the view that people have of you really is not one that you really put in consideration. Um, you want to hold yourself because the Bible talks about what to think of, what to look for if you're looking for a deacon. Uh, what is a man of, above reproach? It, it gives you certain examples. But at the end of the day, if you're following God and you're, you're trying to lean on what he has, the other examples don't mean a thing coming from other folk. Mm -hmm. Now, coming from God, coming from Jesus, I'm, I'm going to be concerned about that. How is he viewing me? the rest of the stuff? I kind of put in the trash. I think um, uh, one of the uh, parties that's been on the show has said point blank. If they don't pay your bills, they really don't have a whole lot of say, you know. So if I roll over and kiss you in the morning. Yeah, I'm not considering a whole lot that you have to tell me for the rest of my day. So I, I will take your advice. I'll walk with you. I'll advise you. But at the end of the day, yeah, it boils down to what God says. And that's how I kind of view it. Awesome. Welcome, sir, that just came on with us. How are you doing tonight? Can you hear us? You're muted if you're trying to talk. Okay, we'll come back to him. All, All right. right. So well, he's getting ready. It looked like he was driving. Yeah, he, yeah. So whoever wants to go next, you can go. I think one of the hardest things, like even with the question that you posed, um, it kind of puts in reality that you don't have as much control as you think. Oftentimes, people view you through their own experiences. 
So when I work with a lot of at-risk kids, one of the things I stay mindful of is who do I represent to them? You know, even though I may be of good character, you know, I, I hold myself to a high esteem and others might see that in the same light. I might look like somebody else's abuser and there's nothing that I could do about that. So being mindful um, who I am and who I represent is often a re-education for a lot of people, particularly at-risk kids. Cause you sitting in a situation where you're going to have to redefine particularly what a black man is. So you're often, when you look at the education sphere or um, any type of kind of youth organization sphere, they try to use black men as the uh, punishers, as the disciplinarians. So we're not viewed as loving and kind and considerate. Uh, so oftentimes you have to present yourself in a way that allows a kid to number one, recognize that you're not that thing that they're used to, but also give them a new perspective and be patient with them because uh, they will throw some, you know, allegations at you. Oh, you don't want to see me succeed or you just want to beat down on me. Oftentimes they just speak and they truth. So your willingness to listen and then represent differently is heavy. Oftentimes people are going to see you from their own past experience, not necessarily who you presently present. Amen. Amen. So for me, you know, my biggest thing is I want people to see me first as a human being, as, as a person. You know, we're all we all bleed the same way, regardless of the pigment of our skin. And, you know, I just want to be treated equal, just like everybody else. Um, even though that doesn't happen, that hasn't happened. But, you know. I just I just want to be treated with respect, just like everyone else, um, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing for me. R respect me. You know, I give you that respect. I expect that same respect in return. I'm not going to disrespect you or mistreat you, regardless of how you may come at me sideways, because at the end of the day, I have to answer to God for how I carry myself. So, you know, I just want to be respectful in his eyes and do what he want me to do, regardless of how or what anybody else may say or try to do. But as a person, a human being, I want the respect that you give the next person. Okay. I am loving these, um, these answers, especially coming from this. But oftentimes we ask a question to the woman um, and that question is, who are you? So I am going to ask you guys, do you know exactly who you are? And if so, who are you? Wow. So I'm sorry. The first song that popped up was, do you know who you go, where you're going to? Do you like the things? That you know, so yeah, that that I just aged myself on here. I'm sure the gray hair did nothing, but um, <laughs> it's amazing to ask that particular question because for I want to say for the first time in my walk through life, I can truly say yes, and and as though knowing that the person I am today may not be the person I am tomorrow hopefully for my benefit mm -hmm. as I walk and grow in God. Uh, but to know that there are points where I have been able to look at how I walk, 
when I walk, who I'm walking with, and where I walk to, um, as as understanding that, and that the walk that I take is not the fault of those who are around me, those things that have been said to me, but solely rest on me. And that's that's where I, I guess, and I want to call it my growth. My growth has brought me to, um, and of course, y'all know I always met, I always plagiarized my my boy because he has my last name. I, you know, that man in the mirror, you know, and I and I hope to remember when I walk away. For the Bible talks of the same thing that we can look in the mirror, walk away, and not even remember what we saw. Okay, whoever's next. It don't matter. Yeah, well, somebody just y'all just hop on in. Go ahead. Uh, I'm a lifetime student. Uh, basically, I'm constantly learning. So if you had asked me that question a couple of weeks ago, I'd probably give you a different answer. Of course, I have my morals and my base, but I'm learning. You know, I I look at that. It's interesting they asked that question, and it was kind of pertaining to the LGBTQ movement. If you had talked to me. I'm, I thank God it wasn't no Twitter or Instagram or Facebook when I was in college or, you know, when I was going through the high school phase because it was a high level of homophobia. But as I grew and I learned, I'm like, okay, they people. You know, I won't even call people homosexuals because I don't run around calling people heterosexuals. Like, I identify exactly. by your lifestyle. Nah, you a person and that's what you choose to do. So, you know, I, I consider myself a lifetime student learning different perspectives, always being willing to listen. And no, I don't have all the answers. So as quick as I am to talk, I'm even double um, reserved to listen and hear what I can gain from somebody else's perspective. Well, um, I try to be the person that I try to be the man that I, 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 I want to be, but also the man that God wants me to be. So in, in that aspect, you know, I try to better myself every day um, in, in whatever I do. Um, and, and mainly in pursuing him. Um, so I can be able to be a beacon for those that are less fortunate or those that that don't know um, that don't know him. You know, um, there's I just there's a lot of things that are happening today, um, even in the churches um, when when people get saved uh, uh, and, and come to Christ. A lot of people, especially the younger generation, feel like that their life is over once they claim salvation, but they don't understand that their life is just beginning. Mm. So, so I try to be that beacon of light to show them that their life is just beginning. Um, and, you know, that's, that's who I am. Okay. I have a question. So at what point or moment in your life did you 
come to the realization of like, this is me. This is who God called me to be. And I guess, how did you accept it? Like, when did you come to the place where you finally accepted that this is who God has called you to be? Question right out of my mouth. Go ahead. Well, for me, God came to me in a vision back in '92, and He showed me the things that He would have me to do. He showed me every my whole life in in that period of time. Um, and when uh, I first saw it, I ran because I was afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was I was thinking to myself, you know, uh, is it is it me, Lord? Is that really what you would have me to do? Because you know, I I, I see that God uses anyone to do His will, and, and mainly He uses those that are of the world because they've been through things they can explain things um those that that have had to go through hard times you know if you've never been through a hard time you can't explain it to anyone if you never felt the holy ghost you can't explain it to anyone mm-hmm. if god has never blessed you you can't explain it to anyone mm-hmm. so um life has been my life lesson um but recently he came to me again um, first through someone I never knew, never met before, um, again, and, and, and told me that it was time for me to um, accept the position that he showed me and to step into my calling. And here I am. Awesome. Whoever want to take it. After you, Chris. Uh, I would have to say 34, 35 was really the kind of shift because um, I spent so much of my life. I, I say 34, 35 because that's really where it came, the difference between relationship and religion. I grew mm-hmm. up in the church. I can mm-hmm. give you whatever. Bible story you want to go with, you know, I can give you the church boy etiquette. Um, but at the same time, I hadn't dealt with the totality. So, you know, it's easy to put out that position and say the Lord is good and all these different things and regurgitate something else. But when you really have to get down to a point of relationship, what do you do when you get molested in the church? What do you do when you lose your wife to a cult? Like, what do you do? when all these different circumstances and issues start to happen and, you know, ain't no song for that. Ain't no, you know, nothing, no sermon that you finna come out to and and get me to come off of this. And it really comes to that standpoint where, where's your relationship? And so, you know, seeking out who God is and not being ashamed or not being afraid to say you've been wrong. You know, you grow up a certain way, believe in a certain way. Um, are you bold enough to come at your later stages in life and be like, you know what? I was wrong before. I had God in the box, or I had uh, this belief, or I had this pastor as my God, or this parent as my God. Are you bold enough to come back and say, you know what? 
uh, I'm willing to be wrong in order to get him for real. So that journey really started on that 34, 35, um, where it was terrifying because I was scared that, you know, I was finna get struck by lightning every five minutes just from, you know, that, that fear is instilled in you. Like, oh, that you you better not say that. You had, oh, oh I'm like, okay. Uh, well, like, it really took that boldness of, God, I want you. Come get me. And that's a dangerous thing to say in regards of, you don't know how he coming. You, you might have just took your ticket out of earth. But in that standpoint of saying, like, I really rather know you for real than know you by association to somebody's denomination or whatever the case may be. So it made me more mindful to be respectful for other people's beliefs. But again, it made me more focused on saying, I want to know who God is for me, not just simply what somebody else said, whatever they interpretation of something that, that was written and getting to that standpoint of, you know, let's bring the balance. You can hold the word as guidance and teaching and law, whatever the case may be, but that doesn't give you permission to escape relationship. So seeking out who God is, um, and I, I'm still on that journey very much. I want to know, and I'm open. I'm not for sure all the things that have been said, because you people, my grandma used to say, I laugh at her, she said, you got to be careful because people are profiling you real quick. Mm -hmm. I tell you everything God said, and I'm like, what? Why he tell you he didn't tell me? Like, I, I can't hear him. And so, you know, just being mindful of people don't always do that intentionally, but you get caught up in the playing church. You get caught up in the playing religion. Um, it's a very damaging thing. But, you know, I'm not trying to come out to offend anybody, but I do stand on the ground of, hey, I'm seeking after a relationship. Show me your relationship. Show me your peace. Mm -hmm. Show me your um, your relationships with your family. Like I, it's hard for me to sit back and watch you and hear from you talking about how good God is, and your wife look like a battered wife. Your children mm -hmm. are abandoned. You know, one word that you proclaiming it says that a man that doesn't take care of his family is worth than the infidel. Some mm -hmm. of y'all looking for a new status below that. And <laughs> you know, again, yeah, not coming yeah. here to start controversy or cause problems with people to just to be honest. If you really talking about you believe in God and you're looking for salvation to save souls, look at the example of the Bible. What how many sermons was Jesus giving to the paralytic people when he went across the uh, way to find a man with leprosy he could have easily spoke it across the courtyard but what did he do he walked over there and touched him and it came to that standpoint he didn't say now in matthew chapter 3 verse 7 come with me you got to make sure you have the right uh the the right pronunciation of the word before you say it before i heal you no he came he came with action so that that's the standpoint i come on to is really focusing on choosing relationship over religion with that being said, I do have another question. I'm I am loving these answers. Oh my god. Listen. I told y'all she was gonna stay quiet. I know she was so quiet I in the know. background. So quiet. <laughs> As men, you all are saved, obviously. What did your yes cost you? Oh. Lies. Like. That's what it cost me. It the comfortable lies, the mm -hmm. the false identities that you set yourself with, the yeah. you know belief that you know it, it's it's better out there. Like I don't care how many club experiences that you had. <laughs> 
you know that empty feeling after that. You know, you know the different thing, and that's what it cost you. So to to say yes to an aspect of true relationship versus uh what did I gain from rubbing my pelvis across 14 booties tonight? I don't know. But you know, that's that's the reality of it. So that that false image of love, that excitement, that thrill. Yeah, that, that's what it costs. Yeah. Okay. I agree Come with on, that. Y'all keep it rolling. I yeah. agree with I, I think, <laughs> yeah, these men are like amazing because, you know, once one speaks, you really ain't got nothing more to add on to it. It's pretty much, <laughs> yep, that's me. I, I hear what you're saying. And um, I think my uh, situation actually came um, recently. I, I'm going to say, within the last 10 years um, based on uh, relationships that I've chosen and um, and the way I've responded to those relationships. And then when I started responding to the relationship out of God, God, what are you telling me? What are you, what are you directing me to do? And then to watch the surrounding crumble and not crumble as, oh, I can't believe you know, Lord, I asked you for this. Why am I getting that? But what I asked for was what was his will. Mm-hmm. And you got to you got to step back because that's mm-hmm. not what you think. Everybody think, oh, I asked for prosperity and da da da. Then all of a sudden you sweating because you're trying to get, you know, because prosperity is coming your way. And you're like, Lord, I thought you was going to. No, you said for prosperity. That came with work. That came with lifting weights, getting yourself together so you could travel and get stuff taken care of. You had to learn how to lift boxes. You know, you had to do scheduling. Now you're studying and you're trying to get the mm-hmm. word right and you're studying to get mm-hmm. computers right. Wow, what happened to my life? And yes, that was what my moment was, which has been about 10 years, um, where, you know, I, I remember asking somebody about a relationship and um, to be totally open, um, my second marriage, uh, the, the uh, person said this in a men's ministry meeting. I said, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm praying. I, you know, I feel like I'm with God. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And the brother pulled me aside. He said, you know, bro, I just really have to be serious. This is what somebody else asked me. And I'm going to tell you what I had to do with my life. I had to serve God. And I looked at him because I sounded like that candy wrapper. You know how you, you know, you put you put the word in the candy wrapper, give him a verse and throw it at him, you know, and you're like, enjoy, be happy, marry, you know. You know, but the, the real item that he sat down to explain afterwards was if you are praying, truly praying to God, if you are walking, truly walking with God, if you are doing what God has said and you have asked of him his blessings and his direction. Now you have to just keep doing it because now you have to have the faith that what you receive at the end of this journey is going to be what you just asked for. And which may not, because sometimes we don't know what we're asking for. We ask it and then realize, God, I, I just need to, I need to know what you want of me. I need to know where you want me to go. Well, what do you tell Abraham? And how much more did he tell him after he told him what to do? I need you to go that direction. How many of us would do anything with that? Hmm. That direction where? What are you what are you kind of what are you kind of 
and that was where my life was. And that was when I truly knew God was walking and God was directing. It was that moment. All right, Antoine. <sighs> well, um, my mind just just went blank, and um, I'm not even going. It's alright. I just hey. lost it. I just it's lost all, it. When it come back to you, you could always say it. Okay. Well, Fred coming in, I don't know what you heard and what you did not hear. But Chandra, could you reiterate your question for Fred? Oh, the question was um no Quint. Well, Quint I, when I asked, I asked um being that everybody on the panel is saved, I asked, what did your yes cost you? You asked me what my yeah, what you asked what your yes cost you. Yes. Or cost me. Mm -hmm. cost me a lot personally cost me a few friends it cost me a few associates cost a little bit of money <laughs> it, it cost it cost me it cost me the things that it cost me the things that i didn't you like a that i didn't really put any value on huh you like when a Chinese you, movie, right? When now. you talk, you're talking. Oh, yeah. you talk, it's, delay, then yeah. it's like it's delaying your movements while you talk. But go ahead, keep going. It cost me the things that I didn't really think that I would necessarily lose. And that was Sounds that was like kind of that. that was a big thing. That was a big thing. That was a big thing for me. And I, did, I didn't really think about it until just now. I mean, it costs a lot, and it put and it and it really kind of threw me, put me, put me through a lot. You know, I'm better, I bet I'm better for that, for saying yes. But I just didn't know that. I didn't know it was gonna cost me cost so much, and then I didn't, I didn't think it was gonna cost me that much. So the part two to that question, being that it costs you all something, is your yes still a yes? Definitely. In a heartbeat. Yes. De definitely. I say that because it's like the yes is greater. Because when when I said yes, you know, it, it cost me the things of the world. You know the 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 partying, the you know the things that came along with the partying, but now becoming a new creature in Christ, it just shine a bigger light on what's to come and and, and what He has. So, you know, um, God has everything in His hand. He can give us the things that we desire the things that we ask for and in serving him we're doing we're, we're receiving those blessings 10 times fold on, on, on top of that we're no longer sinning uh to 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 we're, we're no longer being used by the enemy by the devil to do the devil's will 
now we're here doing God's will. Um, and, and for me, that yes is 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 better, and it's gonna always be better. It's gonna always be yes, because you know life is a lesson, and and we have to learn from that lesson. But God has the answer to all the questions, so he 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 he's our cheat sheet, and and some things that we go through. Or, or may not go through, um, you know, whatever we go through, he's there for us. He's there to help us. He's there to help us get through these things. And things could things could be a lot worse if we weren't serving him. If we were back in the world on the other side of the coin, mm. um, we may not be here. I know I wouldn't be here if I hadn't said yes, if he still didn't have have his hands on me in my life, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm -hmm. okay. So I am grateful for that. Okay. See, this is the thing I think too often in life, a lot of us do not take the time out to um, really stop and have that moment where you count up the cause of your yes and mm -hmm. the fact that it's now starting to produce your oil. Mm -hmm. Right. So with that being said, um, you know, Oil slows down when it's cold, mm. but it flows when it's heated, right? So you mm. have to ask yourself, what level, what is your state of oil? Yeah. I'd like to go on and finish up on that answer of, um, you know, what did it cost you? Mm -hmm. um, it did cost me my relationship. And the situation I found in the um, you know, after that brother talked to me, you know, still going through prayers, still trying to walk with it. I found that the other party was really only doing, going through the motions because of me mm -hmm. and not, and not having their own personal, uh, personal walk. And so, um, God literally, and, and that cost all the, all the Play-Doh, you know, all the toys <laughs> were put back in the room. It wasn't playtime anymore. Stuff started getting real. And, you know, things start just being said like they were instead of, you know, how it was trying to be made up to look all nice. Um, because the party really believed in some of the fun of church. And I, I don't know if, you know, how many of y'all, I know each of you understand what that is. The fun of church is really going to church, high sister, brother, you know, how's it going? Clap, clap, high five, amen. Then you get the Holy Spirit. Now let's go home and fight. Or we come in um, in time from Saturday night to go to church on Sunday morning. That's the fun of church, okay? It's because it doesn't cost you anything but Sunday morning. You can get through it with a moderate amount and smiles and checks. And then you ain't got to worry about it. I mean, you know, we were doing stuff there were points where the other party reached out and was doing, you know, giveaway. Um, I think our church pantry and stuff like that, just really in there only to find out that um, the reason the church pantry was there because there was a lot of leftover food and they would always come to, you know, they got to pick, choose what they wanted. <laughs> you know, so this and that just start. I didn't know. I, didn't, I was all impressed. Because they had asked me to join 
the you know the food pantry and you know help out i was all i was like wow look at them giving themselves and then once you know <laughs> that brother had talked to me and said you just gotta do what god says you gotta you gotta serve him and and follow him mm-hmm. and, and leave the rest to him all the rest just came up and just showed oh exactly god what was happening so now i'm not saying i took that in a great mood i'm not saying i was like oh great god it was so nice of you to let me know you know you're crushed you're you're shocked and you mm-hmm. realize there really wasn't a relationship yeah. there was just a financial partnership mm-hmm. and which is horrible mm-hmm. to be and and then once that was that veil was pulled off the other party just said we'll skip that decide to go back to what they were doing and how they did it before you know they was like oh, guess we ripped that band-aid off and, and they were all good so when you when you say what is what does god uh, say and what happens to you when you put that yes in there there are repercussions but mm-hmm. those repercussions are different on every single person but that's only because god asks you for all and mm-hmm. your faith is a big thing it's not a walk not a play it's a personal relationship and yeah. once we make that choice that stuff come real you know you you make personal relation with your children for those of us who've had them those who had family members you invest stuff that you wouldn't give nobody else mm-hmm. only to watch that mad boy turn around and bite you in the butt mm-hmm. and that's that's just what's real about life that's who god is he's not the guy to turn around and bite you in the butt but he's the one that lets you see the real of what's going on in your life. Definitely. So, Cameron, you brought up kind of like relationships. So maybe about a year ago, I, I, cause this is a question. It's a revelation God gave me concerning men. So I want to see how you guys feel about it. So I asked God a question. I wanted to know how did Esther out of all those other women obtain favor with the king. So God said to me, he used an example of three different types of women. He said, you might have one woman who's passive, who feel as though, you know, I'm just going to let the man be the man. He could do whatever he wants. I'm not going to cause no waves. He'll love me. You have another woman who feels like if I buy him everything, you know, he'll see that and give him stuff that nobody's never given him. He'll see, you know, that I love him. He'll love him. He said that you'll have another woman who feels like, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to say freak of the week, you know, doing this, doing that. He's going to see, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a rocker's world. Like, basically, I'm going to do things no other woman has done. He's going to see that I love him. He'll love me. And God said to me, he said, but when that man messes up, all three of those women become common because the first thing they're going to do is speak about his flaw. And one of the things God said to me, he said, majority of the time, when you when you begin to speak against, you know, a man's flaws, 
a lot of times they shut down on you because they're used to it. They've gone through it from family members, you know, different, you know, the world. But he said to me, he said, but to the world who could speak to the king in him, even when he's messed up, even when, when he's not acting like a king, but she never looks at his flaws, brings it up. She speaks to the king, to the God man, to the, you know, to the real man. He said to that woman, he, that man will give his heart to, to that woman, he will protect to that woman. He would open up because it's something he's not used to. It's rare. So, you know, I want to know how do you guys, what do you guys think? Because I know some of you are married. Some of you have been married. (laughs) You know. Well, I'll jump in first, I guess. You know, uh, since you're responding off of what I had started with. For me, and what I, I believe God talks to me through, that man that that God is, I'll say, sending to the woman. That man that um, God is presenting is different. It's different for each and every one of them because God doesn't, he doesn't break out the template and go, great, I got a woman of God. Boom, there you go. You all set. And he doesn't say, great, here's a man of God. Boom, you're all set. Because he tailors what we need to us. The biggest item that I I take a lot of, um, I think, comfort, um, knowledge, and uh, training from is, if if I'm correct, it was Moses who had to wait for for his wife. Am I using the wrong person? Who had to wait for two wives? What's his name? Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, right. Where he had to work the field, got married to the sister because they they switched him out on him. And then he had to wait for another seven years for the one he wanted. The thing that I take from that isn't about the trickery because God wasn't talking about. That was a lesson for another time of what the family did, what the, you know, the father did and not all how that worked out. The part that really is what comes up is what the patience is. The patience knowing that God is going to give you whether it took the seven years or whether it took the, the 14 years, God is going to give you what you need. And, you know, he turned out to be the woman of God that he needed. And so that's what we have to have to do because nobody wants to hear, just wait on the Lord, you know, uh, you know, yeah, but I have been Lord. It's been 24 hours. I give you a lot of time. You know, I prayed this last night. Why why it ain't done? You know, but you know, there's some things that Terrence has to do. You know, some things like um I, I told Chris that um the things I believed in when I was happy go lucky in the church, everybody thought I was all that in a bag of chips. Oh, we gotta get him for the youth ministry. Oh, who can do a wonderful kids' service? Let's put him up on up on the pulpit and you know, let him speak to everybody oh he gonna go places that changes as you walk through life and god prepares you for who he wants you to be and when i when i look back over my life and i think things over 
I can truly say that I've been blessed. Amen. I've got a testimony. Play Terrence Blake. But you're not, you didn't answer. I, I heard what you said, but for us women, especially. Which one know, of those women does he like? I mean, because we as women, especially, I'm going to say, African-American women. I know me, I I, I had to learn how, and when you're in, I'm putting it this way, when you're used to being independent or you've been raised, you come from, you know, a line of strong women or raised by a single mother, sometimes you could be mouthy. You know, you can say things that, well, I'm going to be honest, this, this mouth was ruthless, you know. Okay. And my father used to say to me, Chandra, you, you, you emasculate me like what yeah because once i'm mad like it's everything at that point not no more so what i'm saying as women of god now i'm single i think most of you are married or whatever but it's some single women on the line single save women so the scenarios that i was saying that god gave me you as men of god maybe before you met your wives or what was some of the because i'm quite sure you dated you know prior to but what 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 was it that made you look at your wife and say you know what she's the one okay i'm not saying exactly like that but you you get what i'm saying like i get what you're saying but i pick both of my relationships i'm single now in both relationships i've picked out of lust who i saw what I like, and okay. we went there, and I said, "Ooh, they believe in God." <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm just being real. They believe in God. They know who God is, and so does the devil. So does the devil. Yeah. Right. So does the devil. Right. So everybody believe in God. Everybody know of God. Everybody can talk of gods, Norse gods. You know, Greek gods. You know, just hearing somebody believe in God does not make a whole thing. That's why I said, out of my relationships, they came out of lust. They came out of what I wanted. And that's why I talked to patients with, uh, based on what you said. That person that you talked about, that man and what he wants, and when I talked about tailoring, we want all, we want all of the above when, we, you, when you ask that question. We want the nice submissive one. It depends on if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. We want the um, the one who's uh, very buy stuff for him. Uh, maybe somewhere around a Thursday, and uh, you know, pick up on a Monday. And hey, let's leave Friday and Saturday for the one that's really good and knows, knows how to be really express herself. We'll say it that way. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I, you know the reason I say it that way is because that's why God would tell. So when you're saying, you know, which one of these, how did God let you know who that is? A lot of times that is through prayer. That is through that mm -hmm. seven years, seven, and I pray nobody has to wait 14 years. I, I really I don't believe it takes that long to let somebody know you love them and you want to marry. But it does take longer than a weekend. It does take longer than a few weeks. Um, I believe you don't know somebody until they get upset. And if you haven't been along with them long enough for them to be upset, that means you're not really spending any time. Because I get upset at anybody on this screen right now. 
if they just say something I don't believe in, and I, I'll be like, hmm, my face will go like that. <laughs> but then it'll, it'll change back in a heartbeat because I don't have to go home with anybody. We're all virtual. You see what I mean? So my decision on who you are comes over time. And and just to, to, to speak with you directly, you're a wonderful queen. And if if you say that you grew up and your dad had to tell you, they I could get you could get ruthless with your mouth, tear people down. God is going to prepare you for the time you get with a guy who has enough strength to deal with that. There are a lot of men who can listen to their wife, um, have their wife talk, be really demanding, and he will look over there and she'll look at him and she'll stop. That'll be all mm -hmm. she needs, not because he's chastising her with the look, but mm -hmm. he is her grounding force to say, hey, I went too far. Let me pull mm -hmm. it back. Now, and my will, will know she got that she stopped because of that. Mm -hmm. Because she's that connected with him and he's that connected with her. He will she will see his look and he will stop. And nobody in the congregation, if you're there or in the restaurant where you're at, or wherever it is, will respond after that. They won't think she backed down. Ooh, her husband just told her off. He ain't got to do all that because God has sent her the perfect the perfect man for her life and the perfect guy, the perfect guy has gotten the woman of his dreams that they talk that, that deeply, but we mm. won't know that in the weekend, in a week, in five months, six months, you got right. you have to have some type of time, some type of way to know, and you have to believe that God is covering it all. I think now, one of the places where we get into a real obstacle is we try to set absolutes. Understand the same sun that'll melt butter will harden clay and will evaporate water. And we expecting the same responses out of everybody. It is it, damaging because now we've set this template. And when somebody don't fit that template, all of a sudden, sometimes our only approach is, oh, that's not of God. Is it? Uh, do you understand the different people that are in the Amen. Bible? From a believing standpoint, imagine you catch Peter versus catching Jacob. Mm -hmm. Peter would have went and cut the old boy ear off. <laughs> like it's the the whole aspect. Now I said I want this same aspect when you're dealing with um, just a, a person's individual taste, their experiences. And I'm gonna tell on this man real quick. If if unless y'all gonna rebuke me, I'm, I'm gonna tell a secret on us. Most of the time. We don't know what we want until you show us. So in the aspect of us coming out, just having this idea, how about, you know, sometimes y'all just need to be yourselves. And that confidence of who you are, a lot of times uh, uh, get us to act right in a lot of places because we don't even know yet. You know, how much pressure to move big facts, big facts, that so. way or what this is supposed to look like. Everybody chasing their tails. The reality is when you come in, you start getting confident in yourself. You have those conversations. I'm going to hit a big one. Mental health. I know that's a taboo word in mm -hmm. the black community because we just want to pray about everything. But guess what? Sometimes you need, I'm not just talking about mental illness. I'm talking about actual mental health. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to make sure you don't lose your absolute mind after you don't spend it? Take a minister, for example. You don't spend your whole day dealing with everybody else's problems. Do you really want to come home to some chaos? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, 
sometimes just being somebody's peace is enough for them to look at you like, man, you can have two club feet, cockeyed with no hair, and I don't care because you my baby and you love me and you treat me right. But that would be somebody's value system. But again, I try to encourage people stay away from the absolutes because that's where we get in a damaging place. Because you you say your mouth is reckless. My uncle would love you. He don't want no. We used to be. I'm delivered. She said used to be. No, no, no. Nah, it still is, probably. Because I was like that because I was dealing with anger, hurt. You know, daddy, I had daddy issues. So, respect. But I'm saying, but you know, God was showing me that when you do stuff like that or when you come like that, especially a woman of God, number one, it was fleshly. Number two, it was disrespectful. You know, I if I'm hurt, automatically it was a defense mechanism. Now I gotta hurt you with my words. So now, you know, when I'm not angry no more, because I, I had this attitude. If I was no longer angry, now I'm nice. He upset, but I'm not mad no more. So now I'm mad. Cause you got the release. Huh? Cause you got the release. You done got it off your chest. Yeah, but now I'm you straight. So God had to teach me that. You can't do that. You know what I mean? You have to speak life, like not break people down. So he was showing me how. The reason why I think he gave me the three examples of women, each woman basically, they weren't being themselves. Mm. They were doing things to get the man. Exactly. But when the man messed up, her true self, yep. you know, out of the what? Out of the that nature. So, you know, what was truly in her heart came came out. So that's what God was saying, since the show is about how men, you know, they have it so hard because, you know, sometimes, especially African-Americans, I'm just going to use us, for example, we come from, you know, where it's normal, where the family, oh, you ain't nothing, you, Jim, or you, you know what I'm saying? They think it's normal, but then, you you know, you go, go into society, you know, your profile, then you get in a relationship, you're judged again. So it's like you never, it's, you're never escaping your flaws. Everybody brings up the flaws. Nobody tells you or celebrate when you do something good. Well, mm-hmm. you do, you know, you could do 10 things good, but you do one thing. And you know how sometimes we as women do. You do one thing 10 years later, you make us mad. No, because remember that time when you insulted <laughs> But he was Man. showing me why men shut down or why men don't um open up. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that goes both ways from the perspective yeah, both, of both men and women. You, you got a lot of men that grow up, and this is a generalization, uh, but it catches a lot of us black men. We grow up with crazy circumstances, and I'm being specific. So you you grow up and your mama is the pastor side chick. What do you do? How, how do you process that? Everybody in the church tiptoeing around it, and you sitting yeah. there looking like him reincarnated, but guess what? Your mama ain't his wife. Right. So mm. I grow up. What do I do with that? You come into a situation where I've watched my mama be abusive 
and angry towards me because she never healed from what she dealt with with my daddy. And now every time she get mad, she put that prophecy on me that I'm going to be just like my daddy. At what point do I grow up and be like, man, I want a woman just like my mama? Yeah. No, I don't let that come out of my mouth. But who am I most geared to be with? Somebody like you're right, y'all. So it comes to those perspectives of the real focus has to come with mutual healing. A lot of times we want to put the onus on one side or the other, but some of your first dates need to come with some transparency and be like, hey, I got some daddy issues. I got some trauma. I got some stuff. But guess what? Here's my practice on how I'm trying to deal with it. Men need to come with that same transparency. But because we got the stereotypes, I have to be a man of God. Uh, well, can a man of God be depressed? Can a man of God have some addictions? Can a man of God have these different things? Absolutely. But we try to act like we don't. So a lot of times, you know, I've been shunned by my my elders a lot of times because they be telling me, like, you don't need to tell those kids that you struggle with depression because then they'll be discouraged. I said, how they going to get out? Exactly. Like, that, that's the whole aspect. I, like, we hear the word. The word tells us we're overcomers by the blood of the um, and the words of our testimony. But yet, that's not what we function with. You look at how God, how Jesus treated what you would call a prostitute. When did he tell us to drag women because of their sexual escapades? Mm. When did he tell us to to degrade them and beat them down? Are we supposed to be loving the example? The real struggle ain't with her, because guess what? He didn't say she was raping men. If you got to that prostitute status, guess what? You had some customers. And so we got to take that ownership. So when I talk to a black woman and coming from a married man, I still have to understand, as I said before, I represent something to her. I either represent some of her past trauma. I may represent some daddy issues, whatever the case may be. But guess what? I can have a conversation with her and be willing to listen. So if you came out the box, you had a bad day and you cussed me out. You go. You might want to swing on me later because after you get finished talking, I'm gonna ask you if you're hungry, and I ain't gonna mean nothing. Mom <laughs> <laughs> would be like, "You hungry? Like, I still want you. Like, I still want you to talk, but hey, your boy is hungry. A lot of times, women don't know how to deal with that because what they used to, a man that's insecure. That now I gotta show you that I can be just as aggressive. I can be just. I can domineer. I'm gonna take the control back. But how many times is it for us to just sit back and be like, man, she need to get all this off her chest? And you said it before. After you got it out, you ain't even got the energy to fight no more. So you can go from lion to puppy that quick. And it's all because you had all that stuff. And a lot of times, the only time we're able to express ourselves is through anger. I just had this conversation before. One of the things that boils me to my blood, because I have a strong affinity for black women. I absolutely hate the phrase angry black woman because it puts y'all in a less than human face. We all get angry, but we need Mm -hmm. a way to silence you. We need a way to dismiss you as less than human. And that's out of ego and insecurities and insensitivity for the simple standpoint of, hey, when she get upset, why don't I ever ask the question what you upset about? Mm -hmm. Can I listen to it? Can I bring mm-hmm. some life to the validity of what you first heard? We're not taught that way. We taught to be domineering. We are taught that we have to be this, especially as a black man, because now 
I'm dealing with this angry black woman because people are trying to find ways to go to other races and try to justify the fact, hey, you just might have liked her. Leave it at that. But don't put your mouth on a black woman trying to beat her down and justify your decision to go somewhere else. But we're not taught these things. We are taught to see your strength as our inadequacy and instead of me coming out and coming to you. Just imagine you going in. We dating and you go in on me. Like, don't talk crazy. And I sat back and be like, man, that really put me back in the place when my mama told me I wasn't going to be nothing. Now you don't even know how to respond. You're like, wait, oh, wait. You don't went from breathing fire to now you trying to hug me and console me. Like, no, 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 wait back. Wait back. <laughs> I'm trying to have this conversation. Because right now I'm processing my own trauma. I'm processing mm-hmm. the fact that, dang, I didn't hear my wife. I heard my mama. Mm-hmm. I, wow. didn't hear, I didn't hear what she said. I felt what my mama said. Mm-hmm. Wow. Doing that because mm-hmm. that's not that's not tough that's not masculine but when you got more men that are willing to model that it's i'm i call it the middle school dance syndrome it start off ain't nobody on the floor but you always know it take one couple okay. to go mm-hmm. out there and it's not progressive it goes from one to everybody mm-hmm. you're just waiting for somebody to go and take that initial shock out of the situation and a lot of times the same thing it comes when men start to be more vocal and honest and and you know i got a little bit of a cheat code because i'm athletic it's hard to talk crazy to somebody that just busted you on the basketball court so if i just crossed you and scored on you and did you in now i come back and i show myself vulnerable i've already defeated some of those issues because i presented something that you want now when you come from a place and what i always encourage ministers never lose your human side because if you start talking too churchy you don't know what that represents again mm-hmm. what do you talk about well god is good you giving all this advice as a man what do you say to the kid that's the side chick of your pastor mm. wow mm. what uh, so now keep in mind you don't came out and talked to all this god and that's what wow. happens with absolutes when you push religion over relationship, you make yourself accountable for everything that's happened. Now, when you push relationship, it's like, hey, when you make a mistake, you need to own up for it. And you have the autonomy to be able to say, hey, that pastor shouldn't have done that to you. But also don't allow that to represent God because we always don't be representing them right. But when you try to hide behind religion, now you done took the whole kid and caboodle. You got to defend everything that come down with it. Now let's call pastors out. Let's call missionaries out for messing with these little boys. Let's call out mm-hmm. people. Let's call them out from a standpoint of let's we focus on healing. But we're going to create an environment where you can't come mm-hmm. in and tell my baby. So guess what? If my son don't want to hug you, I'm not going to push him over there talking about, oh, go hug sister so-and-so. No, he don't want to touch you. And please don't touch my son because my wife <laughs> come with it. Like, I ain't going to go ahead. No, but, That's right. I'm going to protect my child in the same way we should do for young girls. Stop pushing your babies to go hug with people they don't want to hug. Have relationships with people, whether it be family member, whether it be mm-hmm. uh, minister, pastor, I don't care who it is. But it comes to that standpoint, we can't get there until we're honest. Until we, when, when they come to you and they're able to say, guess what? Everything that you just said hit all these sore spots on me and it make me real uncomfortable. I need to be able to say that. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. to be able to vocalize that. But that's not what I do. I match your fire with fire. And I don't stroke mm-hmm. your fire back up. Because mm-hmm. you ain't even mad no more until I hit that sore spot. Because if you hurt me, what I'm going to do? I'm looking for something that I already know is going to hurt you. Now mm-hmm. we just wait until somebody burnt up. 
or or the police call one of the two mm-hmm. so it comes to that standpoint where you uh, back to your original question coming to the standpoint of you be you women mm-hmm. y'all be y'all bomb man y'all bomb stop being fake stop acting like you got to be a certain thing for other people embrace who you are really tap into your relationship with god because here's the thing we saying god and then we making the man god because he making all the decisions come on that part those two things don't go together so again aspect of hey we all got to get right together don't put me on no pedestal like i ain't got no work to do because guess what when you bring your flaws i'm bringing mine too and that's the only way relationships really work because how many times do we see people in the church they've been married for 40 years you know sister dorothy hate her husband you know (laughs) you watching it and you sitting back but you're not looking at the reality that these kids see that and then you wonder why they grow up and they don't want to get married well i'm not trying to be stuck saying hallelujah and then looking with the side eye like oh i can't stand him like these babies don't want that I know right. I didn't, and I constantly saw that. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to get married because all the examples that I see, it, right? Ugh, that's not what I want. Let me be quiet. I've been talking too much. Right. I, I talked oh, about, I talked yes, about that, uh, yesterday. Well, not yesterday, maybe the show before. And I was like, you know, coming up in my family, um, nobody got married and stayed married. All of them got divorced. Like, nobody, I got one cousin out of my whole entire family who has been married almost 40 years to her wow and she is the, she is the only one everybody else all on divorce they done I been married they've been married family. multiple times you know what i mean so to come out to come out and be that person to be like yeah i i can't bounce from person to person that ain't my job or that ain't even my thing when I was out in the world, I didn't bounce from person to person. That ain't that ain't what I do. And you know, for for me being a woman, first of all, I treasure who I was and I treasure my treasure. I'm not going to give myself to any and nobody, get everybody. Mm-hmm. That I can't do because at the end of the day, I know you got something with you. I don't mm-hmm. even know you, especially not no dude I met in no club. I, know I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want I don't want to take on your junk mm-hmm. after I'm with you tonight because I know I'm gonna take on something at the end of the day and a lot of people forget that when you try to have these relationships i don't care how many you try to have you creating some type of soul type that's right that's in trying to start the relationship you creating a soul type yes so what are you you connecting yourself to Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you got all of these people like like i i talked about it i think it was like a month ago when we had the stuff back in october i was like oh i had some this young dude come up to me tell me yo we do hybrid dating now. I said, what, what the world is that? What is that? What, what in the world is hybrid dating? What is, what is that? When he said it, that. I ain't know now. Right. I'm not even sure what that means. I don't even know. I'm, I'm so, thinking the swinger, but I don't want to. What? I was like, what is hybrid dating? He said, well, look, I got a girl for every day of the week, except for Saturday and Sunday. He said, I'm with this one on this day, this one on this day, this one on this day, and I rotate them out. He said, and then you know, he said, so I'm taking my time to get to know all of them. I said, no, you're not. Oh, so they basically have a name for the man being a hoe now. Oh, but yeah, yeah, he called it. He called it hibernating. I was unaware. See, of the term, I was unaware. Okay, got it. So you know, I never heard. That's what they call it. That's what they call it. I was like, okay, I never knew they called that. They got it sounding like people. I never. Yeah, I agree. 
<laughs> look, I was unaware of the term myself now. So I'm just sitting here like, okay. He was like, I got one for every day of the week except for Saturday and Sunday. He said, because Saturday and Sunday, you know I'm in ministry. I said, no, you ain't oh in no ministry. Oh, my God. I said, no, baby. Oh, no, no, And I was like, well, first of all, you know you hit the wrong one to have this conversation. You going to come and tell me that Monday through Friday you got Christine, Cheryl, this one over here. You can't even remember the name of the other two. You just know the face. And then on Saturday and Sunday, you in the church. <laughs> I can't baby that's like, no like where we do that at? and you talking about you taking the time out to get to know all of them they ain't getting your time you got 24 hours of the day you working nine to five so what time they get you know this, this is the day that i was asking i was like where the time at i said oh your time is midnight hours right i get it i got it yeah you know what 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 i need to say Look, nothing open but legs. I said, okay, I get it. I said, okay, I so your time is midnight hours. That's what they get from you. I said, so pretty much you sleeping with somebody different every day of the week, except for the weekend. But you know, but you know what that man is telling you? Yeah, you know what he's telling you? What? How he finds his identity in his sexual prowess? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the struggle because you sit at it because here's the thing you can't speak too quickly because he told you comfortably that monday through friday what yeah. you're doing and then saturday yeah. sunday is for ministry the yeah. question that has to be asked is where you learn that from that part but not only that what about the woman why I say yourself and i know women this way okay i literally was a bartender at my brother's bar and it was a woman that was bartending and she was like yo why that woman over there she know this is my day excuse you oh <laughs> okay can we be okay, can get... we be honest real quick though can we yeah. be 100% honest and step into the Damn. side yeah. if you have morals or values somebody exhibited those for you you didn't oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah so the struggle is again that woman that you talking to was her mama a side chick was her granny a side chick that's the whole point was right. that this, example this is the thing was, though chris sometimes the, we can get the guys of we try to put our morals on other people when right. you got kids who started yeah. being sexually active at nine to no fault of their own how you turn that off we want to blame them for being promiscuous but they got violated right. and exposed mm-hmm. to something that neither their right. mind, body, or spirit was prepared for. And it's them same girls that we let suffer silent. Now, when they take in your husband mm-hmm. and they take in your dude, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now we want to bash them. But we don't want to give them the help and protect them when they was being violated. So it right. comes to the standpoint back to our culture. If we don't create an environment to have these conversations, because I, I, I'm so proud of my auntie. Because my auntie, she'll tell you in the in a quick minute, hey, I, w- I was loose as a goose out there. I used to get so mm-hmm. uncomfortable when she said it. Like, stop telling people that. <laughs> like, man, that's I ain't trying to fight nobody. Like, talking about my auntie. But mm-hmm. she said it from a perspective of she wanted any female to feel comfortable and come and talk about it. And the oh, way she you. was able to relate to young girls and really get them to the point where they could work through their trauma and hold those values that you just talked about, Coco, you yeah. don't have those values if you were taught all your life that you nothing but what's in between your legs. 
things. Right. You don't have those values if all you experience is constant violation that nobody listens to you. You toss from foster home to foster home and you just whoever the day of the week. Yeah, no, like, I get you get used look, to that. Chris, so when you got somebody there to hold those morals for you, mm-hmm. that changes your perspective. Right. But it has to be somebody that's willing to acknowledge how you got the current status quo that you already at. Right. Well, so this is the thing coming up. I the the reason why I was the way I was coming up is because my mama was not after my mother had me, she was not with another dude after my father. Okay, I, I just turned 40. My mama was never with another dude after she had me from with my dad. Mm-hmm. So all my life, a dude could come knock on my mama front door, he didn't go past her living room. Beautiful. And that's 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 how I was brought up. That's how I was raised. My mama would sit me down. Uh-uh. Just because he come in here and he brings something to you. Uh-uh. I need you to stop smiling. Yep. Don't smile. No. Just because he tell you you cute. No. That was my mama. You see what I'm saying? So growing up, that wasn't my thing. You know what I'm saying? And 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 she made sure that I I had the confidence from her. And anybody else from that matter to say, well, I don't need no dude to tell me that I'm cute. But yeah. I don't need no dude to tell me this for me to have to go for me to want to run to you for that. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Some of these young women, like he said, um, they've been violated mm-hmm. at an early age, not from just strangers, uncles, cousins, you oh, know, yeah. right? Uh, my no, no. boyfriends, um. And then you got to look at the era. When you see, like, my era, I'm I'm 47. So during my era, we had, like, the loop, two live crew. You know, they, they started coming out with, you know, and then everybody happy started no social media. The, the short nope. shorts. You all. know, when I think back, you know, I was small back then, you know, to see through this, this, that, you know. I think what happens is, and I didn't see my mother do any of this, but again, my father at that time, me and my father are very close now, but when I was younger, he was in and out. So my situation was my father, and I had a wonderful stepfather, but a little girl always knows, I don't care how good uh, a, a, a stepfather may be or whatever, Something inside of a little girl always craves her biological father. I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is, but it's like, I just knew. So I view every man like my father. And that's why I was kind of mean, because the way my father was, I'm the first born daughter. So when my father would come around, it's like he was going to baby you. I I, I use this analogy. He made me fall in love with again so now i'm all wrapped up in him and then he'll just leave and not say goodbye mm-hmm. and i'm at the window or he'll tell me he's coming and never show up and my mother, it's nine o'clock at night i'm looking out the window my mother like chandra's not coming so what that did was i i didn't know how to view i didn't know how to receive love from a man because i always viewed a man if a man i had to put him through something so the more you let me abuse you and beat you up or 
verbally abuse you, whatever, you know, that determined to me that was like, okay, I think he really liked it. Because in my mind, I feel like if my father, I can't get caught up. Because if I get caught up and I start to feel, he's going to leave me like my father. Yep. But, and that leads to, I want to say, kind of a destructive path. Because now you know, we, we look at men as having casualties. But I was a woman who had casualties. I was a woman who abused and misused men because I didn't have the proper view of love my father. So once me and my father around 18 years old or whatever, me and my father really got when he was stable and we got close and he allowed me to release all the everything that I felt against him. He said, I'm going to give you this one time. To just let it all out. And then it was my father who began to teach me and think. Because I was the type of woman, like, uh, if if another girl came or was dealing with the guy that I was dealing with, you know, I would believe him. Like, oh, no, she's lying. She. It was my father who said, Chandra, if a woman is acting crazy over that man, it's because he's giving her a reason to. But when you don't have somebody that's coming to you to teach you and, and explain to you why you operate the way you operate, you see little girls. I see little girls. You see little girls now with tight spandex and tight, you know, they're five and six years old and they want their clothes to be fitted. And that's a sign to me that somewhere that little girl has been violated because I remember at that age when I was violated, all of a sudden I wanted, I'm six, I want my jeans tight. What does six years six year old know about that? But that's because something in her was awakened at a time that it shouldn't have been. So I think now we're looking at a generation, even with the men. If his father was a womanizer, if the grandfather, if he saw his uncles with different women back and forth, he's going to adapt that same mentality, especially it happens in the church because they see a lot of the boys saw the pastors do it. They saw the elders, they saw the deacons do it. Let, let me ask this, Chandra. Um, a lot of times, and it, it's kind of bouncing off of what she said, a lot of times when we get into a relationship or get married, um, we don't know who we are. No. You being the men, um, what does it mean to you, the word protector? And I asked this on Facebook recently, protector, husband. And then the second part to that question is, um, what do you expect? Um, a lot of men use the word submissive um, to cater to them. What do you expect from a woman when it comes to her being submissive or humble? I want to hit the submissive. I'll leave the other to other people. Like <laughs> I get so sick of that word. Because <laughs> I get so sick of that submissive because here's the problem. You 
when you can have your different definition of submission, people can, you know, claim they have their biblical stance. Or what. A lot of times when the word submissive is used, I need your unquestioned obedience. We just need to be honest with that. That's what a lot of men are seeking. I'm the boss. You do what I say. For me, submissive is leadership. I'm responsible for you. So when I say submit unto me, that means that I'm responsible when you get in this car. I'm responsible when we in this house. If somebody, like you said, the protection aspect, I'm the one that go to the door. You go to the back and get the strap, uh, the other strap, and have the rest of the babies. I'm the one that means danger. When you come and you have to try to take the house, you got to deal with me first. And so when it comes to being submissive, to me, it's about earning that. It's about me putting you in a place. Like how many young men don't learn what it means to cover their wife spiritually and emotionally? So if I'm coming in and asking something of you, what have I done for you to really trust me? Like I said, you had your own past. You had your own trauma. So if I'm going to ask you to be submissive, the first question I ask is, what are you submitting to? What have mm -hmm. I put out in place for you to even use that word? Because a lot of times, what do we find? We find men, oh, she don't want to submit. Bro, you, you do know you you at your side chick house right now. What do you mean? <laughs> You don't want her to submit. I've had these genuine conversations, and they're used. And I'm, what do you Man. do with that? Because you sit back and ask, like, bro, you you trying to use this? You just regurgitating words at this point. So when I hear submissive, I hear leadership, and it's not just for women, because men need to know how to submit. Because guess what? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of families that will be in a much better financial situation. If that man would submit to the leadership a lot of times when the women know what to do and you and your credit score might be a 330 and you sitting back here talking about I'm the breadwinner. Well, we don't get to keep none of the bread because you passing it out to the ducks before it gets to the house. It's got to be a point of us having a genuine conversation. And for me, like I said, submission is leadership. And I take that very personal from a standpoint of. If I'm going to ask you to submit to me in anything, I need to constantly do what I can to, you know, there are no absolutes. Again, some people, they, I don't care how good you are. They ain't submitting to Jesus. So they, they sure ain't submitting to you. So it comes down to the standpoint of me doing my best to make sure you're in an environment where my wife feels safe. So when I come in and I make a decision, or as y'all said before, it's been times where my wife is hot. I'm talking about boiling hot and she ready to go she not gonna do a lot of talking but i sit back every once in a while i get that look and i go put my hand on the chest because i got to bring that common agent to it the last thing i'm gonna do is try to give her any type of forceful like i'm gonna punk you or anything sometimes comedy is my way it'll be like hey 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 i know you'll swing on me too so uh <laughs> don't don't do that it, it's joking she ain't gonna swing on me but i gotta do something Cause when that laser focus come in with that anger and you dealing with people, they, some people talk and some people, we, we know the rest. So yeah. I hate to hate on my baby, but she's not much of a talker when it come down to it. So I that I appreciate that opportunity to earn that trust. So as you know, when I come to her, I'm not trying to conquer, conquer you. I'm not trying to silence you. I'm not trying to rule over you. I'm trying to be in a place where I'm leading us to our destination in a compassion where, hey, guess what? If I need to fall back, this is your turn, tag team. 
I need to submit to you because you're stronger in this area because one of the most powerful tools is modeling. So what better way to show you how to submit than I come submit to you first? Oh my God. Next. That that's the major thing though. Most most men don't know the meaning of being the head of the house. Whew. When 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 you say Please being say the head of, when you say being the head of the house biblically, okay, that means that you are the sole provider. That means you take care of your family. That don't mean your wife is your slave. Your wife have to do whatever you say do, because that's not that's that's not how that's not the way God set it up. Your wife well, is your help. How they try to use it though. Your wife is your helpmate. So so in that aspect, um, you are supposed to to come together as husband and wife, talk things out as husband and wife, come to an agreement as husband and wife, and even if the wife has a better idea or understanding than the husband has, then the husband still have the final say so and say, okay, honey, we're going to go with your idea because it's better. That just means the husband has the, the, the final say so, but not really the final say so because you're working together. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you go, you do as I say, do not as I do. It don't mean if, if you don't submit to me, then I'm a, slap you upside your head because those are just scare tactics um to be perfectly honest when men men are abusive to women it's just scare tactics and that's not the way god set it up when he when 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 he said men are supposed to be uh the head of the house it means just that it means the sole provider for the house wife kids take care of everything under the sun um but you still have to Talk to your significant other because, like I said, she she has a say so because she's your helpmate, she's your wife, she's part of the of the of the makeup. You you can't do any anything by yourself. You know what I'm saying? So so that's that's the whole thing about that. Um, we need to get the full understanding of being the head of the household. There's more to just. You doing what I say do. You cook when I say cook. You clean when I say clean. Because there's nothing wrong with me. If you can clean, I can clean. If you can cook, I can cook. We're supposed to help each other. I'm sorry. What did you just say? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, um, men have has has it twisted. They don't get the full understanding of being head of the house. And 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 like I said, you know, we as Christian men have to spread the word and, and explain it to the younger generation as well as the older generation. The older generation is not gonna the, the older generation is not gonna accept it, but the truth is the truth and they gotta accept it for what it is. Right. You know. Yes, sir. Um and, and once you've done that, they just have to take the rest over God. But but that's just the way it is, you know. Um, yeah, that's it. After, after you, T, after T, and Fred go, we got some folks that have sent some questions for y'all. So, um, oh, we gonna go ahead. You want to go T. first, T? Pardon? Sure, you want to go first? Go next. 
Um, I mean, Nick, my I bad. Mean, what, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm lost. What happened? Nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm admiring where uh, both these brothers have already come from on this. Uh, the item of trust comes with knowing. You know, I go back to where we we talked earlier about knowing who you got married to. Take mm-hmm. some time to know them before you got married. Um, mm-hmm. That the dating situation was supposed to be dating, not Netflix and chill. And that you were supposed to be uh, grooming yourself to live by Ephesians. Not the one that talks all about what the wife duties are, but that verse right before it. Mm -hmm. Um, A person who leads, like Chris says, has earned trust already to become the leader. Mm -hmm. If they're a new leader, they have now started to build where they are and why other people are now going to trust them to lead them. This is even as a work team. You don't even have to get large and put it in your marital household or anything. God made this so it works right, right Mm -hmm. from the start. If you are leading, you need to lead. That means understanding why this person responds this way, what this Mm -hmm. person is good at, what what the, the third person can bring to the picture. When you're talking about your wife, if you don't even know you know, how she gets upset, what her buzzwords are. You could have said the difference between budget or finances. One sets her off and the other doesn't. But you just chose to use whatever came to your mind because you wouldn't listen when she says, I just hate that word. You got a whole conversation on a word that you ain't even get addressed what you came to the table for because you didn't listen. And we don't know each other. And the Bible is set up for us knowing Jesus loved the world. Mm-hmm. He gave and gave and gave because when people walked up to him, he knew their heart and spirit right off the bat. He didn't mm-hmm. need to figure out what they needed when they walked up. But we're not Jesus in that aspect. We need to learn what people need. I mean, that goes with congregation, that goes with clubs, that goes with school, that goes with teaching. All of the above means that at some point I gotta be quiet and listen. I mean, what makes her happy on Valentine's Day? Are you still roughing it out, trying to figure it out? Or did you listen that entire mm-hmm. year that you already knew her? Mm-hmm. Things that she just, ooh, you know what? I love when they do that on this show. Somebody should have broke out a notepad if you don't have a great memory. Yeah. She loves to, she might know you don't even have the money for it. But when you start doing something that's similar to it and it shows the direction you're going, now she can trust you when something else happens. He always listens to me. You don't have to come in telling her what you're going to do because she already knows because you all talk. Mm -hmm. So she knew when she said how she felt about it. You said, hey, I think this is where we should go. And she said something to the effect of I'm not comfortable with that. Your next line should be, we're going to do it anyway. Your next line should be, what makes you uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. It's it's those simple items that says, are you leading or are you in power? Yeah. Fred? Man, <laughs> so. So I look at marriage for me, what is or what, well, may is. I'm not married now, I'm divorced, but how I looked at it is 
a partnership in pro a partnership in progress. What I mean by that is that you this man this man and this woman they've entered to this relationship also a partnership to to have to hold and everything else, and all the good stuff that goes with that right but also throughout those years that you that you grow that you grow together um you learn together you're beginning to understand each other better so it's and when i say progress i mean when i mean partnership i mean that you guys are learning to be partners with each other meaning that you that you guys are able to hand off certain things to another person to, to the other person when it doesn't when when you don't understand it or it's not in your realm to do like with finances or anything else or or maybe when maybe maybe your wife's better better at rearing children than you are or maybe you're better with finances than your wife is or maybe you're both maybe one of y'all is better at one thing than the other and a partnership is based upon communication when you don't have communication, when you don't, when you can't talk to each other, when you can't communicate, the whole relationship breaks down. Nothing works. Now you, now everything is haywire. Now the, all the wiring is messed up. Now you can't get back to the to where you guys were at the same where you were at the same where you were before. And let's admit it, guys. Let's admit it, y'all. Things change as you get older. And, and things change as you get older. You know. Certain things in your relationship changes and then certain things in you physically or mentally or even psychologically change. But that doesn't change the partnership because it still goes back to what brought you and your significant other together. And you and I and I have a, I always tell the, the younger cast, you know, always go back to that point to what brought to you, what brought you and your significant other together, because that's going to be your staying point when you guys go through these tough times, you know, when you guys go through these rough, these rough patches in the road. And as you grow and as you learn to, as you grow with each other, as you continue to partner in that, and that partnership becomes stronger and stronger. And though, and those, those lines of communication get better and better. And the, that trust builds up and, you know, you, and it, once those things get better and better, then you, then you understand, then you'll see how things are, how things, how a godly relationship is supposed to be because you know one you know the one thing that i wish one thing i won't say i wish the one thing that i say i wish the one thing that i wish that i had in my marriage was someone that prayed for me it would i think it would for me it would have made a world of difference and a lot of a lot of the, a lot of the decision making that i made and a lot of things that i did you know it it the power of a praying woman is so very 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 strong and powerful man i'm i can't even front to you about that it's very so very strong and powerful but also the power of a praying man is so very strong and powerful too so when you guys when you guys pray for each other it makes that bond so much better and it, it, it will make it will make your relationship last longer too but you know that's just how i see things now you know being divorced i didn't i didn't see those things I didn't see those things then being divorced now being divorced now i see those things like wow maybe i didn't see maybe i didn't see it that way or maybe i didn't approach it the way i should have that was okay go ahead son no i was saying the responses are great like the responses are great um and antoine had to go because he had he got to go to the airport so 
Um, so I thank him for coming on because he gave some really good points on tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he normally don't do anything live, y'all. So wow. Um, Big ups. Um, yeah, me and Antoine have been friends for years. Um, when he was in the military, we was in the same place for a long time. Um, he's out of the military now, of course, uh, and and I'm no longer with my first spouse. So, um, you know, we we've just known each other for a long time. So, to watch, you know, a, a diverse set of men come on and give really good nuggets. I'm I'm very uh, pleased. Yes with what has taken place on tonight. Um, we do have some questions for y'all from some of the people that are watching. Before so, you go into the question, let me just ask this one question. This is quiet. Yes, quiet. <laughs> I am so quiet. Quiet as <laughs> Stop a coming for me. I did not send for you tonight, T. Um, ask my, your question. <laughs> my question is <laughs> the couple that is considering marriage what advice would you give them well thank you for asking the viewers question oh wonderful okay (laughs) i told you she always asked the question let's get ready to open the floodgates Mm -hmm. (laughs) go ahead you guys y'all got it i mean (laughs) what's the question again quick For the couple that is considering marriage, what advice would you give them? <laughs> wow. Honesty is key, man. A lot of yeah. times you try to fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I hate that and term. You wish that you I had a baby. Yeah. So really going to that standpoint of putting everything out there on the table, that's terrifying because you don't know how people are going to respond. Um, that's an insecurity within us because we are human, yeah. but I can't stress. I know it may sound cliche, but honestly, how many relationships have all failed because they started on a lie? Now you got to spend the rest of your time with this person trying to maintain something that you shouldn't have said in the first place. So, you know, just really coming to the standpoint of let that person choose. Because if you lie to get them, you don't really have them anyway. And I think the other thing is just understanding why y'all want to get married. There's why y'all want to get married. Is is it because of financial security? Is it because or is it because of something else? Because if you get me, if you get married just off of financial security or something else other than just the love of love of one another, then your marriage ain't going to last very long. So you have to also understand your why as to why you want to get married. And ain't because, and don't say because your biological clock is ticking and you want to have, you want to get married and have kids before you turn 40 years old. That's not a, that's not a valid excuse. Understanding your why, and it has to be an honest why as well. Cause just marrying for money or some sort of, personal security is really a ridiculous excuse to marry anybody anyway and it ain't gonna last long or if it even or even if it does last long now when are y'all gonna be happy so come to a conclusion as to why you want to get married and make sure when that if you come to that that why that true why make sure that that's the why that you got the why the the quote-unquote why that you guys are gonna stick with because 
like Chris said earlier, honesty is one of those things that one of those things that you're gonna have to ask yourself. Am I being am I am I being am I marrying this person for the right reasons? Am I or am I just doing it just this just to set just to kind of make my mom and my dad happy or 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 whatever reason that might be. So find your why. So find your why, your true why. Okay. See? I'm gonna have to agree with uh both Chris and Fred. Uh the fact is is that it still comes back to that man in the mirror. You know, we all have, you know, like Chris said at the beginning, we all grew up with something. One way or the other, things happened in our life. Now, am I looking for a woman like my mom? But my mom is the one I keep saying, she's always irritating me. She always does this or she always does that. But at the end of the day, I'm saying I'm looking for a woman like my mom. So, if, if I had been doing that, what am I basing why I want to get married? I, I'm going to be honest. My first two is because I'd like to have sex and I knew God was watching me and I knew I'd have somebody there. <laughs> Didn't want to burn. Right? You know, <laughs> true. Like, I, I, I mean, I was, I'm the type of person, I don't feel like being with five people, you know, hit it, quit it. I don't believe in any of those terms. I don't believe in Netflix and chill. You know, now I ain't gonna say I ain't oh never Netflix God. and chill. I'm Netflix was, you do not Netflix own wasn't around, so we came over and watched the movie. The, the fact that she got there after ten wasn't a big deal. You know, it happens. You know, but the the fact of the matter is that those aren't. That's not what you build a, a marriage off of. And generally, the way you get him or her is the way that you're going to lose him or her. So if you mm -hmm. build it up right, then you have literally locked down the situation, not because you're managing um, a person or dictating to a person, because you both came to agreement on where you are, how you're going to deal with stuff when it goes bad. You're going you're gonna to understand. Um, I like what was put up here about, you know, what do you what do you do if your marriage isn't um, centered on God? What what are your foundations? What are you understanding? I, I know somebody personally um, who says, hey, you know, when we were single, um, my wife and I, we would go out and we would do this and we would do that. And, you know, now we don't get any time to go do anything. I look at him and go, well, you have kids. What 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 are you thinking about? You know, now I also believe in the theory um, you can't pour from an empty pitcher, which means if mom and dad ain't happy, you can't pour nothing out onto the kids. What you going to get them if both of y'all frustrated? That's why life creates so much that you have to work on. You have to work on who your family is around because somebody going to need a sitter, which means maybe you need to start babysitting early so that you would know what their household's like. And now you have a sitter. You get a night out, they get a night out. You know, y'all do things together as families, but that takes work. That takes knowing somebody. But still, what are you building off of? What What is your decision? Are you building off your auntie's marriage? Um, you know, Coco said 40 years. You know, that's something. That, but did we ever sit down and talk with her about what she thought about her husband after 40 years. 
you know, and I'm being real. I'm not, I mean, I think it's great. I'll, I'll applaud her, her uh, in a heartbeat, but I don't know what they did, what they went through. You know, right. she may have had to forgive her husband for some stuff just to keep them going. Right. And he may have had to forgive her for something. That night right. that she got pissed off about what she found out about him and he almost died and had to go to the hospital. You know? <laughs> You know, you, oh my god. Yeah, sometimes you need to go to Taco Bell as a safety moment if you're messed up. But that's Good another subject. You know, but right. you know I, I have always really wanted to know how they did do 40 years because they were both in the military, they both retired military, and they were in two different branches. So mm -hmm. when one would be sent off somewhere else, she would be sent off somewhere else. And you know her her kids would be with us, you know, growing up. Man. So and then when they both coming back from being deployed at the same time, you know they're home. So but we still decided. Look, y'all just got back from being deployed. Y'all ain't seen each other in like eight nine months. Y'all go have some more time. Y'all can come and get the kids later. You know. So we we yeah, made sure. Right. right. But we made you know my my mama was just that type. She made sure that everybody had some opportunity to do what they had to do everybody kids came to our house so you know mm -hmm. um but you have to make time for what you call important okay. at the end of the day um i truly feel like the things that you value you make them important and if, if you true. don't value a thing you won't give it priority and you won't give it importance that's right. so you know that that's that's my personal opinion i don't know what nobody else thinks but it's just mm -hmm. like if i if Chris is telling, if Chris is saying his wife is his priority, I expect him, that's that's what she is. If I say that my spouse is my priority, that's what he is. But we all know that's what he is. At the end of the day, you know, I, I don't put anything in front of who he is besides the Lord himself. He know that if I do anything that, that, that I got to put him second about, it might be ministry. But that's about it. It ain't going to be too much other stuff. And at the end of the day, he don't come in. He doesn't come in front of me and say, oh, well, I don't want you to go do ministry today. That's not what he does. He allows me to do what I do. And he, he be who he be when, when he got to be. So at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I just want to say, because one, uh, knowing of your husband and I don't want to pretend to anybody that I'm just throwing this out as a random item. But the fact is, is that because you both support and know who each other are, he encourages you to make sure that you are right. Mm -hmm. He encourages you to make sure what God is saying to you is, is happening in his household mm -hmm. because he knows that that's what you need, which means if you get what you need, he's good. And then he makes sure that he's giving you what you need and you do the same for him. Right. The fact is that we boil down to knowing each other. And it's the exact same thing that most of us never get to. You know, I love how Chris um, gave the example that, you know, hey, his wife may come to a point where this ain't it. So he don't let it get to that point. Right. Why, why do we know? I mean, my ex told me one time, she said, if I always did this for you, you'd have been happy. And I looked at her like, and why didn't you? What was the, what was the, what was the you problem? Knew and you what was the problem? <laughs> right. 
Well, one thing I can say is I could agree with Chris because my my husband will talk me. He he can, he is about the only one that can kind of talk me down when I'm pissed off. At, at the end of the day, I mean, he got to say very few words for me to turn and look at him and be like, okay. Okay. And there has been a couple times where I was just so hot that when he came to me, I said, don't touch me. And if I said it, he knew if if I said it, he knew what I meant. <laughs> so, you know, there has been very few occasions like that, but he knew that it was not, you know, towards him. But I just, exactly. just don't touch me. That just you had to get me. back to a place right. to, to, to process. Exactly. Right. So, you know, I'd be like, don't touch me. Just let me be. And he let me be. And then when I'm done, he come out and he talk to me. He be like, okay, so what just happened? <laughs> you know, that type of situation. But yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, he he knows how to reel me in pretty much. So that's, and I understand it. So I get you, Chris. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and exactly. there has been a few days, you know, where he, he, he had to throw it. There's been a few days where he had to throw it like, Lord. I, I ain't gonna be able to control this, <laughs> you know. Um, but it, you know, we we still work it out. But I still listen. It's it's something about like I know with your wife, if if she's like me, it's something about his voice. In the moment that I'm mad, if I hear it, I just stop and like turn, and I just that's it. It just I just it just brings me back down a level. So but he yeah. earned that with you. Like right. it wasn't him trying to control you. It wasn't him trying to do that. And I'm pretty right. sure it's times in different settings, he done let you go all the way off. And then he's sitting there with. Yep. And so after that, it's like he ain't trying to silence me. If he interjects, it's because it's really time to interject. And right. when you don't abuse that authority, like you know, Terrence was talking about before with the leadership, when you have that experience of somebody really coming to you and modeling leadership, it is so much easier to follow versus dealing with somebody that constantly abuses their authority. Like you, we all been at a job where the boss wasn't the boss. Right. Where the person <laughs> that could really get the whole team to do what they, especially in the military, we had them all the time. If oh, you yeah. Get, they don't sure. even got the stripes. They come in, got everybody running on their P's and Q's, but the person that's in charge come in talking to everybody. Man, they trying to hear that. Right. Man, them stripes ain't bulletproof. I done heard right. all this crazy it's stuff. But, but when that person comes in and that's the person that got you through a situation, you went through a whole load of work because of their leadership, because they was answering questions, that person got the they got the leadership, whether they got the authority or not. They got right. the power. So it comes down to isn't that same thing with relationships? You can always tell the insecure me, and it'd be so embarrassing. When they come in, they be over there dang near biting their nails because people is looking at like you're gonna get your wife, and they right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, like they don't want no smoke. But in that other aspect, it's like, man, if I'm making the decision to go say something to her, it's because hey, I really have to exert some authority and some right. leadership. This the thing, but Hey, if you earned it, I ain't saying it. Right, exactly. Right. right. Yeah, it's exactly. I will let, hey, go on to get what you asked for. Go, right. Go, so y'all so yeah. have a question from Darnell. Okay. Um, he said, he his question is, he 
Hold on, let me make sure I'm reading this right now. Okay, yeah. All right, so he said, in a dating relationship, as a guy, do you automatically give 100%? Ask is Darnell on right now before we answer. Yeah, he's on. Okay, yes. Wow, why would you give anything less than that? There you go. Thank you, Fred. Okay, Chris, what's your answer? Huh? Uh, you said why you said why would he give anything less than that yeah why would you not give anything less than that why would you not want to give somebody a hundred percent again this is a you're in a dating relationship first of all first of all bro are you dating someone right now yeah he said he just started dating somebody he said okay. the reason why he's like kind of on the fence of whether to give a hundred percent or not is because he don't want to give a hundred percent to somebody that ain't that ain't lifelong. So he feel like if he give a hundred percent of who he is now, he gonna be wasting his time. How long he been dating her? Like two months. <laughs> uh, I I apologize, bro. I don't want to laugh at you, um, but I, I don't know if you listened to the whole show. But we talked about the right person, um, and I hope it doesn't happen to you. But the Bible shows a person who's gone 14 years to get the right person. Okay. Now you could say, oh, that's Old Testament. Uh, you know, you could go through all those. But um, we can go back to another guy, uh, jo Joseph. Joseph had to stay away from Mary. Um, and she was pregnant with him there after being married. And you're just talking about dating. Um, I, the reason I'd say this. Because we talked about being men at the beginning of this show and throughout the show. And 100% is all you have. There's no there's no 50% of you. You can't be 50%. If you're doing, you're hiding something. There's another 50% of you you're hiding. Now we're going to the area of why are you hiding? Now we're back to what Chris talked about. What did you grow up with? What, what are your insecurities? Because what you should be doing is finding out if it's the right person. Right now, she shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. I'm not sure where you are. But she shouldn't be the right person. You just started dating her. But now you're only showing her half of who you are. What if she doesn't like the other half? The and you just wasted two months. He said the problem <laughs> first of all, why you was well, you missing the 14 years? He said, nah, play. I ain't doing 14 years. I wish you had nobody, right? That's the first thing he said. But right. the, the second thing he said was he said the reason why he's dead offish is because he's not going based off of what what he feels like the Lord has told him concerning this female. He's going based off of what like leaders and others are telling him that she is to him. So Whoa. again, I, understand, I, I know where, I know where he's going with this one because Whoa. you got a lot of people in ministry that will try to fuse people together that, that ain't meant to be together. And, right. So this is what's going on. And he was like, I really Ask don't want to, I really don't want to put a hundred percent into this. Ask him, has the Lord, does he feel the Lord has said this is not the person? Yep. Pretty much. The Lord already told okay. him that. He needs to, he needs to end he that needs relationship. To let it go. And, Pretty much. and if, tell him if that means he needs to sit down with whoever's trying to fuse him, 
then they need to sit down for one week, two weeks, however many Ooh. weeks they feel is necessary, or he needs to pick up and walk away because that there's some some type of prayer is not happening. Okay, this this is what, what I'm gonna say. Kind of about hey, Kirsten, did I'm gonna tell you what he said? Okay, this this is the struggle. We think of stuff from such a selfish mindset because here's the thing: even if she's not for him, he could be modeling something for somebody else. And I think we don't take that ownership of even if I date you, I can set an experience for you that will now be priming you for your husband. I don't have to do no damage to you. I don't have to go all that. And I think, you know, when you say 100 percent, we don't even know what that is, because here's the deal. You can only give what you got at the moment and we not always hold. So if I'm coming off a situation where as he's speaking very legitimately, like, hey, you know what? I I go out here and I go all out to it. You don't know what that may mean to her. That might scare her off. That may be too forward. And it goes to that standpoint, mutually having the conversation of how we move forward is extremely important. Like if you talking to somebody because somebody else has prophesied this to you or your leadership have said it, at the end of the day, your leadership ain't walking down that aisle. Your leadership ain't Ain't dealing with the three o'clock conversation. So, you know, I'm not trying to tell you to be disrespectful to your leadership, but I am definitely encouraging you to understand this the bed you got to lie in. So you come to a standpoint of those honest conversations. And even in that transparency, it's like, you know what? I got too much respect for you to waste your time or mine. Is this something that's, if you're concerned about her buy-in in it, or you concerned about your buy-in, it's important to be transparent. Now, I believe in being honest, but at that same time, when he's saying 100, if I'm hearing him correctly, putting all of this energy into something that, number one, your heart ain't fully in, or number two, her heart ain't in. So a lot of guys get, and females and males, they go full-blown at the beginning of the relationship, and the person, depending on their personality, they don't even know how to tell you no. And they got all these people in their ear. He's such a good man. He's such a good yeah, man. You know. She's such a good woman. But here's the uncomfortable truth. I don't want her. I don't want well, He said that he said that this is the thing. While y'all was talking, he said he sent another message and he said, This is the thing. He said, She's the daughter of the apostle of the church. He's trying to put them together. Um, because you know, he, he he's trying to put them together to be together. And, and on top of that, he said that he's never been into her from the start. Can can I oh. can I answer this? Yo, <laughs> no, because you're quiet back in here. <laughs> Listen, Ms. Jones. Sometimes people will project their prayers onto you. Okay, and in my first marriage, I was married to the pastor's son. Okay, now she projected her prayer on me so much to the point where I thought I was in love with this man, and I married him at the age of twenty-two. I thought this man was for me. My aunt sat there with a t-shirt on saying, do not marry him, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Don't marry this man and I married him. Are you serious? No, she didn't really do that. She told me don't marry him. Okay. Told me both times not to get married, okay? She chased me around her kitchen the second time. But regardless of the fact, I allowed this pastor to project these prayers on me 
I married this man at the age of 22. We were married for 11 years. And when I say it was hell, when I say it was a lot of verbal and mental abuse and I almost lost my life due to the stress, my uterus literally collapsed. I got up and could not walk. The only thing that came out of that marriage that was good was my daughter. So I'm telling you now, if this, if God already told you not to do it, don't allow other people to put something on you that you know is not God. If you already got the warning sign, run. Yeah, because he, he, he said that he know that once he ends it with her, because that's that's the thing. He said he, he just not. And it's going to be a lot of, I went through spiritual abuse and everything. Yeah, he said he knows that Spiritual abuse and physical abuse with my husband. So listen, don't do it. Can we ask him why did they, what reason did they give him that God has said that they should be together? He's he's also a leader in the church. His, his the co-founder of the church was his mother. Mm-hmm. So there he I guess he feel like if he fused the two together, they'll stay together. Um what is this? The medieval what? I have seen I have seen this before. Very I have seen I have seen bishops. <laughs> Tell their daughters, oh, well, you got to marry this pastor's son because y'all already been doing what you do anyway. So Mm -hmm. now that you've been doing it, y'all going to get married. And put them them together at a very young age. I believe believe he made them marry each other at 18. One thing, I definitely want to make sure that if the young man is still on, please, and and I'm speaking from an experience where no joke, no even bringing that up, I lost my wife to a cult, my first wife. They literally packed up and moved to California like cult, I'm for real. And the, the, the struggle was he was counseling us throughout our entire marriage. So the pastor was actually teaching and grooming us into a controlled diaspora. So in the aspect of he would tell me to do things that she was uncomfortable with that because he was counseling us separately. So he told me that I wasn't a man if I didn't know where every dollar was going and happening. Now, in the private counseling he had with her, I found out in her journal later, she was one of the things she appreciated me about me most was I wasn't extra controlling with money and things of that nature. Well, he comes back. And tells me that I need to be the thing that's going to allow him to manipulate into the situations. Pastors, apostles, all of that, they people. Period, mm-hmm. point blank. People, if we have agendas, we can move things a different way. At the end of the day, this is going to be your responsibility. And I know it can be very intimidating if you still want to be a part of that religious organization. But I promise you. You enter into a relationship that you not bought into, that's a whole nother level of hell that you bring in on yourself. So if you are concerned or you're scared or, you know, you just not at a place where you're comfortable addressing it or you feeling like, oh, man, I don't want to go against my leadership. I just I leave you with a parable from the Bible, the old prophet and the young prophet. God told the young prophet not to go somewhere. Mm hmm. The old prophet came back and said, no, nah, that's not what God said. God said to come this way. 
he obeyed the old prophet because he thinking like, oh, this is a prophet. This is another man of God. Let me go for it. The old prophet led him wrong. The young prophet died. Yep. And a lot of people might look at that and be like, dang, that's messed up. That's it. That is a classic example of if God right. already told you. Right. Be obedient to God, not man. Hey, no and that's your person. And that's where it go back into religion over relationship. If right. you got that personal relationship where God has directed you on something, like one, one let's be honest, and it's no knock to you. This goes back to being honest with yourself. Sometimes we believe God has told us something, but we scared. We don't really trust that he's done told us. And now we're dealing with a fear of, well, maybe the pastor here better than me. And I'm confused. You got all these different voices. So this is what I encourage you. You get in your, no, no pressure, no extra. You get, hey, God, I just need to talk to you. I don't even need to talk about this. I don't need no answer for this. Because oftentimes we get the answers that we need in fellowship, not mm -hmm. in direct answer. He done developed you in a place where it's already dealt with. You don't even have to address it because you spent your time where you were supposed to be. And that's one of the struggles that we don't do. Everybody looking for somebody to come and give them this word of everything. Sometimes, guess what? You just too busy to get in trouble. Yeah, you out here doing what you're supposed to do. And that thing that you were stressing over, it's already done removed itself because God had you over here ministering to kids, helping other people with the situation they got going on. You sorting through your own trauma and getting in deeper with him to strengthen yeah. yourself and prepare yourself. Now, that thing that you were so worried about, it's not even a question. Yeah. Ask him how long has he been has he been watching the entire show? Yeah, he said he's been watching it from the beginning. Okay. Um, when I talked to you about uh the fact that I had to uh serve God concerning my second marriage, and um when I finally gave my yes and stopped playing around and stopped just doing church, um that was a hard situation. Um truthfully, I did not know. Um, that that's where my wife was at that time, that that's how she felt about things. And all of it came to fruitation after the fact, because, you know, that's when she's, you know, even her son said, dude, I don't even know why you married to my mom. I'd have been left. This wow. is her son talking to me. And I'm thinking, and I said, dude, you know how, you know how I love God. You know how I talk. I'm following what I always do. I, I'm not going to be two-faced about it. I can't love God one way and then not trust him on something else. And there were there were indications of why I could have I could have taken presumption and everything else and and still walked away from it. I trusted God to handle it and he did. He's, he's the colors start showing, uh, you know, things start happening. I mean, it was so blatant that she finally just said, I'm ready to go because she had found another vine to swing on and head on out and God allowed that to happen because he now, said right now he said right now it's so bad that when they have a conversation all of her conversations start with what my daddy said I had to prepare myself for you so it's I, I, I have one movie and probably you don't need to watch the whole things but um, it's coming to America when they picked <laughs> his wife she said, whatever you like. Mm -hmm. said, well, what, what is your choice? Whatever you like. Mm -hmm. The fact is, you know how the ending of that movie worked out. 
So he spent the next girl 40 girl years barking and hopping over. You know, I'm, I'm just sorry. Because if that's happening already, I I don't even know how your prayer life is, but it don't have to struggle to figure out what God's telling you. No. I mean, that, that's kind of easy. Yeah, that's a bit much, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, um, yeah. Trust me. At the end of that movie, let's deal with the spiritual part. The only person that was able to break the curse of her barking was who? The king, right? Okay. So, break the curse. Don't walk up into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't go up into that. That's that poor child yeah. went hopping out the room. Exactly. On one you got the one and heated. Yeah. I still right. think she's fine though. That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot. To deal with. With. But on a serious note, that's a lot to deal with. Um, it is for, yeah. for your conversations to be. How did you anything do? her daddy said and her daddy said this and. Nothing is words of her. It's all my daddy, my dad. No, yeah. I'm more concerned for her than him. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, if if she's following like that, uh, yeah. I mean, you think I'm about it. Look behind the curtain. Well, you got to think about it. Just like you know, not saying <laughs> that this dude is a a cult, but her father is who she's known. So if she's Going based off of you know his values, what she's seen him do, then that's where she is. Mm-hmm. So that right. I mean, you know, that's that's a lifetime thing for her. She's a PK, a preacher's kid. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? So you know, preachers. Well, I've heard some things about a preacher's daughter. So Look, she, she's a PK. I was thinking that. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> sons ain't no better. Right. Exactly. I actually, so she, I actually knew one pastor. His son was a drug dealer and like a kingpin or something. Like at that level that um, they were recruiting, he literally saved my brother and myself from joining the gang just by looking over and said, leave them alone. I know them. They'll be with us. And then he came over later and said, leave now. And we left. Tell me God isn't awesome. Right. Years later. Right. That was a high school thing. Right. Y'all know I ain't seen high school lately. Look, honey, I'm gonna tell you just like the fella said, told you already, get out while you can. That's it. <laughs> um, the, and, and, and I mean, he's a runner, you know, he's a track star. You hey. just let her know, you just let her, I mean, don't hurt her feelings, but you just let her know that it's, it's not working, that it is not for you. Um, that's right, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna, it's gonna do something to her. Because in her mind, mind, what her father has said is word. So my question is, if you was never feeling her, why did you date her? Peer pressure. Past the pressure. Hey, how how old are we? No. It don't matter. I'm curious. I I really want to know. Yeah, that's how old he is. Because that same stuff be happening with 40, 50 year old men. No, 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 no. no. He's a baby. He's 27. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that makes it even worse. That's what I'm saying. The the connection that a a pastor has with a young mind that they didn't have for generations, somebody that you that that christened you, baptized you. And right. I brought you through all this time. The amount of influence they have, yeah, out this world. So you yeah. know, taking that seriously is you know one of the things I, I admired about my grandpa. 
he didn't let people put him on that pedestal. He'll kick it over himself. Like, hey, now you gonna have to answer. He always end with like, hey, you can ask me for advice, but at the end of the day, that's gonna be you and God, cause you ain't finna have me on here trying to tell you every move to make. So <laughs> me on the cross too. I respect right. that all the way, but that's right. what it is. We. Fact. Broken people in church, that's a whole nother four-hour conversation. Right. Man. So I'm I'm telling you, you don't heard it from the guys. Look, the ladies are telling you the same thing. Get out while you can. I'm not telling you to leave the church, but you might need to do that too. Yeah, but, right. you gotta um, be ready. I'm, now, I'm I say on that one, be ready. Don't don't go looking for out of the relationship. Now I can handle that. Okay. But that um, was my next question. Do you feel like that is your church home? Um, let's see. I'm waiting. He's I see the little circles going around on the screen. He said no. <laughs> he said, no, not <laughs> Hey, I ain't trying to be funny, but y'all realize churches can be like mafias. Right. Listen. So when you start saying stuff like that, they get real. Oh, you real never watched our show. We know over we their know. ministers. You, so you I'm, never I'm trying to cover stuff. my face so they can't see me. We talk about the things on our too. show that most people will not talk Look, about. Okay. So this this is the thing he said that no, he said that you know he was he's been in the church all his life due to his mama being the co-pastor. Now that his mother has passed away, mm -hmm. um, they put him in her position. So he oh. is the co-pastor oh. of the church now. <laughs> Listen, sometimes we stay in a in a church too long. When I was in the church with my husband at the time, the first husband, the same one I was talking to you about, the overseer that was there at the time, which was my father-in-law, passed away. But he was who I was following. He was who I got my teaching from. He was the humble man. He was the one that kept things in order. When he passed away, I did not leave. And that's when I went through all the spiritual abuse. If the Lord already told you to go, I don't care what your position is. Hear God. Do not please man. Hear God. Because you, nine times out of ten, if the Lord told you to leave, you already dealing with some negative mess. Already. Because you stayed too long. Yeah, because he 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 said that the girl he is in love with does not belong to that ministry. Boy, what? Come on, Tommy. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing, baby? Yeah. So he said there Come is on. a girl that he's in love with. She is a part of another ministry. Go get your wife, baby. Go get That's your right. wife. What is you doing, bruh? So why are you even no. in a relationship with why her? Why are you even entertaining the other that why this other situation? When and he said that him and the girl that he's in love with talk every day. So yeah. I don't understand. Baby. So first don't of all, what you got going on with the preachers? He's looking for commissioner support to get out this situation. Right. That's what he So you already for. got your approval. Got it. And I'm gonna pray for you. We got you got prayer, support, and permission. Go. <laughs> <laughs> So Why are you even entertaining the other situation? That part. Y'all great, great. I'm just going to say that to y'all. All y'all panelists. Let me say this to you because I want you to hear me hear me clearly. If you leave, it does not take away what your calling is. Not at all. Word. Well, let me say that to you first and foremost. 
Because I don't care if you leave it. He tell you when you leave, your co-pastor papers can't go with you. You can tear them up in front of his face and walk out the door. That's right. Because it does not stop your anointing or your calling. That's, That's right. right. At the end shake of the, the day. Sand, shake the sand from your sandals. And move on. Because if that's what and he's that's holding on you, so if that that's what he's holding on you, he ain't holding nothing. Exactly. Because God, Honey, your, your calling go where you go. Your anointing resides in you. It ain't no. It's yeah. that ain't no paper. Your yeah. gift so, makes room for you. Go where you gotta go. One yeah. thing, I, and hopefully, it'll be a place that's not teaching out of the Old Testament. Like, if you do decide to leave, don't leave in anger. Don't yeah. leave on no the the extra and stuff. Leave yeah. respectfully because at the end exactly. of the day, again, you don't need no extra trauma on you. You don't need no extra confusion because right. if I'm hearing you correctly, I don't know you from Adam, but if you do try to go out with a bang, that's going to mess up everything going forward because you're going to feel guilty because you already exp exp like expressing a sense of guilt on a situation you shouldn't be in in the first place. Right. Um, I do have a quick question. Um, because you are listening with us, have you been intimate with either one of these young ladies that you talked about? That was my next question. No. No. Amen. You said the girl, the girl that he's in love with, they have known each other since they were in elementary school. And he told he has always told her that she would be his wife. Well, you better go marry your wife. Oh. Why are you at a stand? You wait, why you, are you wasting your own time? time. Why are you wasting That's your like a time? Time. Movie. Right, you waste know, a right? time. You Can better I, go get that. You better go no, get that girl. How how did you hear about our show? He watched the show with um the the night that me, you, Billy, Overseer, and Chandra, and T was on. Got it. So, so he watched that. He day. watched that night. Yeah, and then he said that um one of the people that was that was a part of the prophetic conference, sent him the replay of the prophetic conference. Oh, so wow. he's been watching us ever since. Praise God. Amen. So you already knew what was going to happen when you asked exactly. that question. Exactly. Yeah. So this, is, this is the thing. Yeah, we don't, we don't play yeah, with things like that. You already know how we roll. At the end of the day, we're going to tell you like the TI is, and I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. That ain't, you know, that don't go on over here. So I'm telling you, First of all, this apostle, whoever he is, bless the Lord, bless his soul. He does not have any rule over who you are. That's right. At the end of the day, right. your calling is your calling. When Personal you leave, your calling is still going to be calling. your calling. Respect the man, you. serve God. Right. That's, That's it. it. Go That's get it. your wife. That's right. Before she chooses to stop waiting. That part. Don't waste no more time. Stop. Don't waste no more time. Because I'm telling you, I wouldn't have said it if she ain't thought about it. And truthfully, so she has reason to. Your wife. If you guys have been together all that time, and I'm not talking, I mean, you've already confirmed it hasn't been a physical right. relationship. But if she says that same feeling for you, it's got to be painful for her to see you even With take a step else. in that direction. You you got now see you got to put and we're not trying to make you feel guilty on this note. No, we're not. No, we're not. What she feels like watching you entertain somebody else, she or the pastor getting up and calling your and her name. 
That's got to burn. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold, hold a fan. What did you just say? Repeat. Can you type that again? It just went away off my screen. I need you to put that back up there. I need to make sure I saw what I thought I saw and make sure my glasses ain't fogging. <laughs> what did you say? Wow. Okay, so this is the even uh, even worse kicker of the night for this, for this situation. The apostle was due to announce they engagement new watch night. Ooh. I need you to end it now. Now next week. Stop the madness right now. I need you to stop that right now, boo. Stop the madness right now. Yeah, I what did you say? What did you say, Coco? What state are you in? We're under harvest. We're under harvest. Wait, Things wait. Things need what, to be cleared up now. Yes. What state what are you in? Here in Georgia. Jesus fix it for you. Look, I'm Which so city? sad. You need to put a stop. What city? What city? Lawrenceville. I need oh, you Atlanta. to stop okay. to that. Okay. Send us your that man announce you better get engaged to that girl. Better not. Boy, cease and desist quickly because. I'm telling you, if it happens, the one you in love with, she doesn't. It's gonna lose it's her. Gone. She yeah, doesn't. That, because that's I'm, you. If he says it, it's gonna be you saying okay. That's not. That's yeah. not gonna be. Oh, I. I ain't really feel that way. And uh, no, you're a man. Dude. You're 27. Did you already propose to this woman? No. So how is he announcing your engagement? Because it was. It was due to be set up for him to do it on watch night in front of everybody. Bruh, please do not don't go you and don't do don't participate in that. Don't participate in that. And that that's sounds good. like theater. That don't sound like marriage. Exactly. Exactly. My thoughts exactly, T. Watch. I mean, if you didn't I'm plan saying, it, somebody it was, did. Hey, it you was, said it coming it to America. Arranged. It sounded like yeah. he watched the movie too. <laughs> if you listen to how it's sounding and how it's playing it out, is. it was arranged. Mm-hmm. So, if he don't put a stop to it and he allowed this foolishness to take place, the girl that he in love with is done. This the last thing I'm gonna say to you: If you marry that girl, you marrying her daddy, not her. That's it, exactly, right. not yeah. her. Because right any, anything that happens at your house will be told to her, your daddy. Yes. Exactly. Right. What time she you come home? When she gonna take him? Home, yep. Then come to you. Yeah. And right now you're dealing with a bunch of manipulation and control. Right. That's witchcraft, um, baby. It's witchcraft. That's witchcraft, you're baby. With a Jezebel spirit. And if you don't understand about the Jezebel spirit, please look it up. Please look at. Well, what I really need you. What I really need you to think about is Samson and Delilah. Mm. Mm, mm, That's mm. what I need you to think about. That's you and her. Mm. Samson mm. and Delilah. Protect your locks. I'm telling you. Take away your strength. Mm. Don't done. you do it. Don't you do it. So that's that's all. We're not even going to go no deeper. In yeah. This. Yeah. Are we we, hope for, we Are have we answered your question. If you, if you still have questions for us, you can always hey, inbox us. us. You hey, hope we answered it. Um, We're going to be praying for you, sweetheart. And at the end of the day, we do want to hear praise report. If we get one from you, that will be lovely. Other than that, we're gonna cover you, sweetheart, because you need it. So let's let's T pray for him real quick. Lord, we're just coming to you right now just to give a spirit of knowledge, of clarity, of of strength. 
And, and I, I say it in that order, Father, uh, because right now things are happening. Things are, are swirling around. And sometimes that discernment just isn't clear. But it's clear to those who are watching the storm. It's clear to those who are watching the storm move, tear up houses, homes, families, personal lives, and spirit. Lord, we ask now for the strength that is needed to follow you. Follow you in your direction, follow you in your care and your love, and even in following you in respect and how to handle, how to say things, how to open up and do what you want done. Lord, I ask for this to happen now, not later. I ask that if any um, support is needed, that he reaches out for it and let him know that we are here. Anyone on this panel would gladly gladly receive a message from him and discussion with him in your son jesus christ's name amen i also i also pray that um and i don't normally speak prayers like this over people but i'm going to say this for you because you need it i pray that tonight he trouble your sleep and reveal to you what you need to see if you decide to say yes mm. Wow. So at the end of the at the end of the day, if you don't sleep well tonight, you can say it's my fault. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna tell you that he is going to reveal to you what you need to see so that you will know. And on top of that, the woman that you in love with, she's gonna call you and you might want to listen to what she gotta say. Mm. I, I really pray because this brother really sounds like he's working to be with christ to be with god he, he's working in his life but you know chris already told you um i'm i told you what happened with my, myself and the fact of the matter is is that if you don't do it god's way it's going to be rough if you are in love with the young lady you're in love with and god has put will put you all together it would have been rough anyway Marriage is a fight and it's loving and it's understanding and it's learning. But to start off not even being even close to that, what, but, what would you what, what do you what would you expect? And it's not even matter. just that, it's the fact that the matter is you told the young lady you in love with when y'all was in elementary school that she was gonna be your wife. Y'all have known each other for at least close to 30 years almost. And have you have never disrespected her to even want to have parts of her body because you respect her that much to say that this is what I want from you and I'll wait until I get it. And now you're hurting. You got that much respect. So and you got to understand where she where her standpoint is in all of this because she has not told you. So I'm telling you, when she calls you, you might want to listen. You got to count up the cause or what it's going to cost you. If you decide to say yes over here to stay in this foolishness, or if you decide to say I'm willing to walk away to go get what's mine. That's right. Because that's where you ask him real quick. It, should, we go. it shouldn't even be a crossroad. Has the okay. pastor said anything if he says no? Did the pastor yeah. even give him a choice? Yeah. What'd he say? What he I said. If he, if he leaves, he takes his papers mm -hmm. and all of that. What I said. And I knew that's what it was. And that's fine. Wow. He, I know that's he operate in, that's he operate in the spirit of witchcraft. Bye, 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 bye. Yeah, that's, it. 
Give, give folks to give bye bye. No access. Yeah. Bye bye. And then that's, on top that's of that, not of God. It's just it's not. There's nothing here of God. If he did it to you, who else did he do it to? Right. Are half of the folk, the couples in your church that have been married by this man, where they put together? Hmm. Hey, Chris, what was that look you said they had over the congregations? Yeah, <laughs> nobody <laughs> wanted that. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wanted that. You, you can look over oh, and see it. Sweetheart, like I said. Yep, there you go. <laughs> you need to make a real good decision tonight. Yes. Life is real. When you get, when you get up off of this, you need to handle that. Mm -hmm. It ain't even no hesitation. It's you gotta get it up now. And you will be, you will feel so much lighter after you do what you're supposed to do. Because that's crazy. Wow. Wow. Hey, please understand, we are only saying this out of love and what God is putting on our hearts right now. Like um, like Chris Granddad said, I might be telling you this, but at the end of the day, you're gonna be the one to make this choice. Right. Yeah. You, but it's, so don't don't be listening to us. But it's you know, like you don't want to. You got the man. You got prayer. Your knees are, should be scuffed up real well by twenty seven, and you should be able to go in there. Right. And, but at, at the end of the day, we say it all the time. Just because we say something to you, you don't take what we say and run right. it thousand miles a minute. Right. You got to know the word for yourself. But this, this is the thing life. too. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. My right. question is, what are you standing for? That part. And I well, one point that I definitely want to, to say, because I, I definitely agree with the things that y'all sharing, but at the same time, I and I think Terrence was kind of alluding to that as well, Mr. Terrence. Like, don't think that I speak for myself. Mm -hmm. I feel you. That mm -hmm. pressure, not wanting to disappoint, being held on a pedestal, being told that you such a strong man of God and you committed to the ministry and you got this whole laundry list of stuff that you've been told. Hear my heart when I say this. Ain't none of that worth your peace. That's right. None of that is worth your mental sanity. That's you right. will go back crazy trying to do backflips for people that literally have told you to your face when you don't do what they want you to do. They will replace you. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. So I, I hear the pressure because here's the reality. We may tell you all of this and you may be getting engaged New Year's and you still going to be a whole human out here that with part. that pressure, that frustration, because us telling you something doesn't change the fact that there is something that has you concerned because all of the stuff that you're saying, yeah, we reiterating and we're fortifying the side that you're feeling, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to make that decision. Yeah, you're going to have to decide that, hey, I'm ready for this because reality, you might not be. You might be willing to go through all of the struggles or think you are through all the struggles that we're trying to forewarn you of. You may be told that like, this ain't what to do, but that's not, that's not going to matter here. When you get in front of that pastor and you get in front of that girl, that's where it's really going to matter. So mm -hmm. I... I you hear the advice, but don't let yourself go into a shell if you're not able to execute. At the end right. of the day, you may not execute it right away, but you might have to burn yourself a little bit. You might have to understand that that stove is hot before you yank it back. But right. in reality, just stay open, stay encouraged. Like I said, relationship over religion. Please mm -hmm. stay encouraged. Please understand that you might make that other decision. 
But in all of it, if you truly believe in your relationship with God, you can find that you, you're making it harder for yourself. I don't got no hesitation in saying that. As 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 been described, trusting in all the details that you're saying is accurate. You you going a buck twenty for a stone wall right now. That but works. if you hit that wall, you still serve a God that can pull you even through that. Right. And it's it's right. just like for me, what I sense just from this conversation is that you was really waiting on God to give you like a ram in the bush. Mm-hmm. And that's that, you know, you, escape. right. And and you got it. You got it. You it just gotta make the choice to escape. That's it. Choose. And, and I'm gonna say this to you: choose ye this night who you will serve. Because you've been serving the wrong thing. That's right. So I'm gonna tell you that flat out with no hesitation. Because you've been serving the apostle, you ain't been serving the Lord. That's right. So I'm telling you to choose you this night who you will serve. Don't put that on a t-shirt then. Look. <laughs> Look. So I'm telling and, you. Bro. And are you willing to count up the cost for serving two masters? You can't yeah. serve two masters. You can't straddle the fence. Are you willing to count up the cost of losing your wife for this counterfeit? Right. Oh no, no. Understand, he may lose his wife. He don't know where that direction's gonna go. Okay. Right. But you do know that yeah. God is telling you this ain't the right step. Right. So, you know, that's why, you know, I'm telling you personal relationship, pray. You need to know now what God wants you to do. I wouldn't even go into Christmas. And see, this is the thing. When I said his wife, I was talking about the woman he's in love with. No, no. I understand that. That's what 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 I said. That is not promised to him. But he is going to wreck it right now if he gets married on the first. And that's why I said, are you willing to lose her for a counterfeit? Mm, Amen. Amen. That was my question to him. I'm telling you, she's going to call you tonight. I can promise you that. When Mm. she calls you tonight, what are you going to say to her? It don't need to be a whole lot of talking. Just listen to what she got to say. Because I'm telling you. Do text count? And are you fearful of leaving the church? Yeah, because he said that his mom built it. It's a whole legacy behind. Do you understand that type of person? He said his mom built it. I get it. He don't want to walk away from something that his mama built. Okay, so so let me ask you this question. Because I'm going to take it. It's our church is small. So that means y'all got a board. You know you can actually vote them out. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Not trying to be funny, but I'm being honest. How many members in the church? Like I said, church ain't small. Y'all got 2,000 members. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is about money. This ain't about God. So this this ain't the church ain't small. If you go and have a and pull a meeting, because you could do that too, you the co-pastor. If you go and call a meeting and address the fact that he's trying to put you with his daughter to make a merger that ain't of God. Um, hopefully there's some old heads in the church that's that's sitting on the board, but that are looking. The, another question is how many on the board is aware of what is going on? Because, like you said, this is not the first time this has happened. No, it's been also, going on. Ask for him. 
I mean, if his mother built the church, who else is left there since his mother's gone? All the other, all the, all the founding members are still there, and they're all aware of what's going on. Correct? No. Who's who's aware? How many? The young, the younger leaders are aware, but the old heads are not. There you. This have been it. done in secret. So has this been done in secret? Had to be. There you Might have it. Old, if the older folks didn't give an okay for nothing, and I, I'm sure that there are older people that's on the board. So, but I'm sure that since when the are apostle, you pulling in the older? But I'm sure that since the, the apostle has started, mm -hmm. they have probably tried to get the older folks off the board to replace them with the new ones. Right. So when are so, you pulling in the elders? So that's what you need to do. I would have a, a nice little combo and let them know what's going on. Cause that's what you need to do. Period. That's that's the way to rectify that situation. Bring it to the light. You don't you, you don't have right. to leave what your mama built. And technically, technically, I mean, he is only the apostle at the church. The church is in your mother your mother's name. And now that you are now in her position, if you go look at the church papers, I can guarantee you the apostle can't do anything. Y'all finna have this brother on World Star. So I'm just I'm just letting you know. <laughs> just, just listening to your conversation. If you're worried about leaving the hands of the church in his hands, that's not even that's not even something you gotta worry about. <sighs> because let me tell you something, the Lord is still in, in the exposing business. Don't that's make right. him expose what, what he don't want to be exposed that's by right. me. So trust me, the Lord got a funny way. Mm -hmm. Of revealing all things, so let's not make let let's not go there. I hope um, that we have been able to answer your question for you tonight. We pray that you make the right decision. And I pray you really reach out to us. From you, um, with a praise report. I hope that that's what we get back from you. Um, mm -hmm. and and at the end of the night, all we can say is that that we love you and, and we want the best for you. That's we don't want to see you going do. down a path that you don't have to go. You yeah, don't we don't know the you. name of your church. We, we don't, don't want to see you talking to a you. But we know God's word. See my, my name on the screen, Chris Daughter. Hit me up on Facebook if you need to talk. Feel welcome, not obligated. Same thing with Terrence. Yeah. Same thing with Brad. Heard it from the fellas. Again, that's what tonight was about. About other fellas speaking life into other men. You heard it from the three that's left on the screen. And I, I hope that you reach out to them. Um, and that's all I can really say is, who Jesus, I, I really just want you to make the right decision. That's it. Because we, we, we don't want you falling into a pit when you don't have to. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, you have a blessed and wonderful night. We're going to go ahead and get the benediction right here um, and say that this was a great show. Chris, thank you so much yes, for coming you. on. We gotta have you. We gotta have you back. We gotta have you back um, on another night. Um, <laughs> we we love to get the guys involved in our shows. Um, so are you coming back on another night? What you say? It's, I'm not. I'm not at a church. Um, this is one of my biggest struggles. I get. I work with you, so my organization is called From Boys to Gentlemen. I'm. Whoa, whoa, I don't know when I'm, I'm going to. I don't cut Chris off. He sounds like he's supposed to be a guest on another show. 
And so the struggle is, I don't know how to say no to youth ministry. And then that becomes problematic when I'm not available. So I'm also, of course, I'm a, um, a motivational speaker. I don't know what city I'm going to be in Friday. So, you know, especially with COVID opening back up and stuff. So I I'm, don't do well with attaching the kids and not being available. So that's my biggest struggle from that. So, and then the other struggle is churches. We, we can be real possessive. So if you working, they see you on YouTube with 300 kids, they feel like 297 of them are supposed to be at church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it works. So it's more of a politics thing than anything. Right. But right. just I ain't even going to put nobody in that situation to, to be with that. So that to answer that question, no, ma'am. Gotcha. Okay. You sound All like right. you got a church already, though. Make sure you inbox me, send me the info about your, I'm going to call it your ministry because that's what it is. It is. Yeah. About, so it is a I'm ministry. Send me the information about your ministry, please. And we will set a date with you so we can do this again. But we're gonna discuss your ministry that night. Oh, Chris, what state are you in? What'd you say, T? What state are you in, Chris? Texas. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, sometimes. Me too. Don't worry, I'm in Flow Rider. Oh, you ain't know what I go through. Yeah, I'm for you. Your ministry is nonprofit. So I, my program from Boys and Gentlemen, that's a mentoring program. The nonprofit is called Wealth Empowers the People. So that's the 501c3. But the the actual from Boys and Gentlemen, that's a DBA. And that's my mentoring program. And it's my book. So, um, so you're an author too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shameless plug. Yeah, go get that bad boy. No, no, we don't do shameless plugs. Okay. Oh, yeah, we that's do shameless plugs. Yeah. Yeah, wait, I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you don't call it shameless. Amazon, hop on that bad boy. Wait a minute. Amazon, what's the Google what's Play. the name of it? From boys, from boys to, to gentlemen. gentlemen. Yes, sir. I heard that song. Send me, I'm sorry, never mind. Send me the info for everything you want for me to put on your flyer that night. Hey, I'm on. Right. I, I finished. No, and then we and then we will schedule a date for you to come. Matter of fact, you'll be our first guest. In the beginning of the new year. Hey, oh, we're gonna go ahead and set. We're gonna go ahead and set that. Yes, I appreciate we'll the gentleman. You. We're looking forward to hearing from him. Yeah, because you got a lot of problem. you got a lot of wisdom nuggets to give. So I appreciate you, sir. That's my pop yeah. off, and Mr. Christian. Yeah. You, um, you need to make your book a Kindle, because. Yeah, not just paper pack and hardcover. Go Kindle. There's a digital copy on uh, Google Play. Okay. okay. And you sh- okay. you can get the digital copy on Amazon too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because everybody don't do actual books yeah. on which we I, own it. I do them. Audio version coming soon. I'm a, okay. Let me tell you, everybody book when they send them out to me, honey. I get the book and I be done read the book in the first day. So oh, this I'm probably t- gonna happen with the right. Now, tell that's, you, that's right. Before you read the book, don't hate Tamika. Okay. I'm not Tamika. Don't hate Holly. Okay. I, I'm I'm giving you that challenge and you probably going to fail, but I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> don't hate Holly. Nobody's okay. been successful yet. 
but I'm still putting it out there. Don't hate. Okay. Either. Well, after I read it, I'm gonna definitely take it. Cause I tell everybody yeah. about their book when I read it. So yeah. All right. Awesome. I got you covered. So yeah. Um, it was a great night to have you on. Thank yeah. you again for coming on. T, you already know. You already I ain't gonna talk about it. No. Thank you for the gems, sir. Yeah. And Fred, thank you for gracing us with your presence, sir. Appreciate you. Um, thank you for making this night a hit for the men, all of you guys. So, you know, if anything that I would say to leave out with y'all is that I just speak life into y'all. Continue to be the kings that you are. Don't let nobody take your crown off your head. And put it somewhere that Thank you, Antonio. So, you know, that is what it is. But before we close out tonight, if y'all got any more gems that you want to drop, go ahead. If not, we're going to close it out and we're going to see the folks again next week. So, y'all got anything else y'all want to say to the people before you go? Go on, Chris. Go on. I know this might seem off topic, but during the holidays, understand that ain't happy for everybody. So don't be, do not hesitate to invite somebody over to your house. Everybody, when you say the word family, it don't mean the same thing for everybody. So making sure before you get to assuming that the holidays was great and happy, somebody ain't in their place. So this is the time where suicides is high, mental illness is struggling. Be you can't save everybody, but you can save one. And right. what happens when all of us start focusing on getting one and just bring that that branch to us? So encourage everybody during the holidays. Open your house up to somebody else. I don't care how much they lying and smiling and acting like they great. If you know that they at home by themselves, as soon as you show up with that plate, see how quickly somebody starts to come over. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it? Amen. Yeah, I just say what we always say. Have a personal relationship with God. Um, the gentleman that um, asked the question, please reach out to any of us, any of us. Glad to hear from you, even if it's just additional questions or firming up where you are already. Um, we want to be here for you. Uh, to the rest of you all, uh, and Antonio, did I get his name right? I want to make sure. It's Antoine. 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 Thanking, thanking him so much. Uh, for participating with us at the beginning, uh, you know, and prayerful that is uh, driving to the airport is safe. He's got traveling grace and God's watching over him with it. Uh, to our viewers, as always, love you guys. Love you guys. Coco's going to say it at the end, but I wanted to get mine in there. Yep. Fred? So the process of being a man is a difficult one, y'all. I mean, we deal with a lot of things internally and externally. I think this night was something that really showed, you know, who we a lot about who we are internally as well as externally. And it's important for not only for us as men to understand ourselves, but also to the people that love us to understand us as well. Because I think at the end of the day, once we understand ourselves and the people that love us understand us, a lot of things will be a lot of things can be a whole lot better. Relationships can improve between husband and wife, father and son, father and daughter, what or whatnot. So this was a great night and I'm I'm very honored to be a proud part of it. Um Chris, boy, dropping gems, dropping gems, dropping gems. Man, we make sure make sure that you get make sure you give Coco and um Quint your information because we gotta have you back. We gotta have you back here, my brother, for sure. Terrence, as always, man, look, 
your your wisdom speaks well 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 beyond your chronological age man and i'm all and i'm in awe of everything you that you say bro so i love y'all the life man and ain't nothing y'all can do about it what you got look i just pray that um god just customized the blessing to meet every household customize mm-hmm. the need whatever your need is on tonight as we've been stating we're in the open heaven ask mm-hmm. god for it and he is going to give you just that and understand your wants from your needs okay mm-hmm. and i pray that y'all do the right thing on tonight get a relationship trust god walk by faith not by sight and make things right get your household in order before the new year so That's thank it. y'all for coming chris we really appreciate you enjoyed you thank t you. you know i love you fred my sis coco <laughs> love you, you. Y'all, y'all already know we got nine more days before the year closes out mm-hmm. i keep telling everybody to get it right make it right before you Amen. get it wrong you understand Amen. At the end of the at the end of the day, what I was trying to say earlier, and then we're gonna go, is that your oil costs something. Everybody has been crushed just to get what you got now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's crushing time and season was different. Amen. But value the oil that you have. If your oil has stopped flowing, you need to ask yourself why. Yeah. Mm. And you need to reignite the flame to make it flow again. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So I'm telling you guys, before the end of the year closes out, do whatever you got to do to make it right in the outside of the Lord. I ain't talking about man. That's right. I'm talking about with the Lord. Amen. If you have wronged anybody, you make that right too. That's right. And when you go into the new year, you can go into the new year in the proper position to receive everything. Yes. That is coming your way amen you are still under open heaven you better reach up and grab it before it closes that's it because it'll be a while before it returns Mm -hmm. i'm telling you that now do not miss the ship amen all right so if i that's all i got to say for y'all we will see y'all again next week love you all good night good night